Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to the Chris Czar Show. This week, we got another awesome guest. Dude, I'm so excited to introduce to you this fellow who is on the cutting edge of AI technology and is an expert in all things ancient wisdom and mystical. This guy really covers the gap from origin to present. So if you are up for a wild Duncan Trussell-esque ride, to have your mind expanded, to have some laughs, and wonder how in the fuck does any human being find themselves capable of running at such an RPM? Well, hey, you're going to love this episode with the one and only James Duggar. <sighs> Man, dude, the design on these things are so <clears throat> fucking nice. They're so goddamn nice. Mm. Yeah. Get this joint started and then I'll pass it over to Alrighty. you. Alrighty. Yeah. How long have you been smoking weed for? <laughs> Uh, uh, 18. So, uh, so just some context. Uh, I graduated high school in 2003. So to give a little context culturally at the time, um, only I went to a private Catholic school. So as you know, private schools, especially Catholic schools, uh, people love drugs and do the naughty things because they're so repressed uh, otherwise. And so, and they have discretionary income. And so, um, discretionary income yes yes <laughs> that's one way to put it so they uh so um high quality weed was not really available it was coming from to the ports of miami um and that was sort of right after my time like the following year and then be and then ongoing um i have two brothers that both went through uh Tampa Catholic. Okay. Put them on blast. Um, <laughs> they, uh, in a Tampa Catholic, uh, all of a sudden there was like a lot of money. Uh, you know, it went from like, everyone's kind of like, uh, some people have some money, some people don't, especially my age and maybe older. Um, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was all of a sudden like the, like the Xers who made all the uh, dot com money or something, or just, I don't know what happened, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but suddenly Tampa found themselves with plenty of money. I think it was just that generation. It was like the, the desk jockeys finally got theirs, you know? Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, all of a sudden all these, all these kids had money for really expensive weed and to be able to have the habit and, uh, unfortunately to do cocaine, uh, women, the uh, women, <laughs> the young women, young girls were doing so much cocaine that they had to, this is after my time after, uh, they had to have the wind, the the doors to the woman's bathroom left open. Oh my God! In a private Catholic high school <laughs> in Tampa, not even the most expensive place or the no. This is just middle of the road wealth, let's just say. And this was in like the maybe the 2005 time period. Mm. So there was that, um, but weed. So back to weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So weed and was was low. It's kind of like low class because it was just like the reggy the regs. Like it was dirt weed that you could find that the like the. So it was kind of like the not good students. My uh, my carpool um, <laughs> was one of these uh, gentlemen. Uh, he would drive me to school and he would smoke weed on the way there. It was this nasty weed. <laughs> oh and so that was my exposure to uh, to weed and his little druggy crew. Um, and that's how we kind of viewed them. Meanwhile, today, like the first week kids get exposed to usually is like some grown in a lab, like really well refined, probably north of 25 percent THC. 
that's yeah, unheard. Yeah. I was that that doesn't even exist today at even the medical shops. That's how much better the weed is here. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. Twenty uh, twenty five is uh, like spectacular in uh, in say East Coast stores essentially, or at least in Florida, from what I know. That's what you're smoking right now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. It's right. Yeah. <laughs> the it's, Zen Hybrid. Ooh. So um. <laughs> so anyhow, yeah. uh, no one in high school really smoked weed from my uh, my age and like maybe a couple of years or, or I guess before that, and then. Soon college hits. I went to the University of Florida. That then it's all over. Then you, you know everyone has their, <laughs> everyone has uh, access to everyone in Miami. There's of all of a sudden you're in a place of fifty thousand young people. Okay. There's a huge market. Everyone's doing it, and it just becomes the norm. So what, what years were you a Gator? Um, I graduated actually on time. Uh, me and uh, I, actually on time as though that wasn't going to happen for you. Um, well, uh, the only thing <laughs> was my saving grace was that. Uh, I came in with 15 credits, so that that really helped me. Um, I never was someone that can handle what they proposed, which was five, basically five classes a semester, which yeah. at University of Florida, I mean. That's a lot, actually. Yeah. There was no way. There was no way. Not so To do that and also keep great grades. No, yeah. impossible. And so I took even summers just to stay on time, like a class or two always. And uh, did you keep the same major? Or did you change majors at all? Um. Sorry, I'm good on that. Thank right. you. Um, hmm. So back up a little bit. Sure. Uh, University of Florida at that time, uh, because of supply and demand, there was a huge kid boom. All of a sudden, all of us millennial kids, I was born in 1985, we all of a sudden uh, all all wanted to go to uh, colleges. Um, there was not there was not even a discussion at all with anyone ever in my life about not going to a university. It yeah, was, it was not, it was unfathomable. Unless you're a loser. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now who's going to be the loser? Uh, oh, no. I'm taking all their jobs in my business. <laughs> but anyway, um, so what were we talking about? What were we talking about? That time, context, uh, college. Oh, oh, oh. So there's this huge boom in the amount of uh, high school graduates from a, a place like Florida that has so much suburban sprawl everywhere. There's a few major cities. It's like the Tampa Bay area, the Orlando area, the South Florida, which is like the Miami Fort Lauderdale. And then Jacksonville is like the is like the nasty. No one wants to really live there. So if you, <laughs> if you end up there, sorry. But uh, OK, Blake Bertles. <laughs> <laughs> Weird fact about Jacksonville, largest uh, city by um, actual land uh, mass that we know of, I think maybe even the world, but definitely the United States. Weird fact about uh, about Jacksonville. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so anyhow, what I'm saying to make a point is that all of a sudden it was cutthroat to the max. What what now is what is standard of anyone trying to if anyone has a kid that's trying to get into college or any in the last. 15 years or so, uh, now it's a standard of, wow, you're going to be in massive competition for like a UCLA or any big name school. It's just, it's, you have to be top of the top, have, well now affirmative action is not real, but you had to have all this stuff to even compete because of just the massive numbers of people that you had to compete with for a small amount of spots. There was not, they didn't increase the amount of freshmen at UF that could be there. It was, I think it's tapped out at around like 35 to 3,600. How many people to a dorm? all depended on what about, what about you 
I was lucky. Oh, uh, were you? I had the super nice new bougie ass uh, dorm. Your own room? My own room. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, no yeah, way. yeah. There was only two <laughs> dorms like that on campus, and the other one was for, for athletes. So okay. I was, I was spoiled. Somebody Spo- pulled. <laughs> no, it just it was new. It was just good timing. It was just good timing. Okay. All right. And and I guess uh, parents willing to pay uh, the extra than like the really shitty ones. I mean, the, 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 the most uh, common dorm experience for a UF uh, freshman and maybe it's still today is, um, you know, you're sharing you're on you're sharing your mixed. Uh, it's not mixed. Rather, it's a, you have all males on one side of a building and then the other side, it's all females. And you might have uh uh, 25 to maybe 30 people on uh, per gender on per their half. Uh, they're all sharing one bathroom. Um, they're sharing rooms with, I think it's uh, between two to four people uh, in each dorm room. And uh, what I hear it is um, it sucks, as you'd imagine, in, in certain respects, but it's also awesome. You know, it's like the, it's like being in war or something that was like military. It's like, you know, it's like the worst, it was the worst time. It was the best time. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's all the things that you'd imagine. I didn't experience it, so I can't really comment on it. Um, other than, um, the first two years of a big ass school, you went to a big school is complete chaos in all the ways. And I, I, uh, I trained really hard to be able to party, uh, really well. (laughs) <laughs> in college in high school so I trained. was I was ready no, I was it, I was trained I was you know um as far as like leadership in my crew um I can say no um no fights uh that we any of us got injured and no uh serious arrests no DUIs nothing on my watch so um as far as a we had a huge crew, so we uh, were we were sort of anti not anti because uh, we had a few Greek people, but we all we all decided not to be Greek. It's a huge pull to be Greek, um, and so you're either a GDI, goddamn independent, or you're Greek, and then everyone else is kind of like nerdy losers. No one cares if you chose or not. So it's kind of um, and so you kind of have had this attitude because the Greek. The Greek system in the South, especially the Southeast, and especially in like the SEC, big, big, big programs and things, and, and a long history. Um, the Greek life is it's massive. It's a it's a it's a big tour de force, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of attitude that goes behind in the culture, <laughs> and so it can be very contentious. This is the Greek bar. Uh, this is. Uh, oh, yeah. This is where you, this is not the Greek places, uh, mm-hmm. all that, all that stuff. This is all the sorority girls. All those sorority girls can only date Greek guys basically because their whole life is basically a mass, massive. If you want to know what the Greek life is, it is how can we crowd crowdfund uh, massive parties uh, to supply endless amount of uh some sort of barbiturates or downers to get as many women drunk as possible in uh, these kill houses called frat houses uh, <laughs> where they try to make it like fish in a barrel. So, yeah. Yo, is it crowdfunding or is it brotherhood? <laughs> yeah. Well, they had honor, then maybe I'd call it a brotherhood, but uh, <laughs> no honor amongst thieves. But anyway. That was the actual name of the fund. And it's cool now that I'm this old because now it's more than seven years past. So. <laughs> it's like some of the stuff I could talk about. But yeah, we had a, a little fund called the Brotherhood Fund, where especially from the Greek cats that lived out of the house, they would pay a certain amount of money. So that way, when the people who lived in-house were buying drinks for the room, they would get compensated. So at the time, it was like, hey, 
room. If you give me 20 bucks, then you're going to get two handles of vodka and you're going to get three 99 cent different type of flavor soda water, essentially. Okay. Also at the time, there was a lot of energy drinks (laughs) being dropped up at the school. No, 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 no. That was a little bit before my time. That was my time. I was going to say, bro. (laughs) Yeah, the the real four locos, huh? Um, just so you know what the typical carry was, the everyday carry of, uh, oh the, of the, of the partiers at the Tell university of the Florida. EDC, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, from 2003 to probably 2010 ish, I would, I would guess is, and I stayed two years after I graduated in time. This all came from graduating on time, not on time. Um, the everyday party carry was, there was no, um, like, uh, you didn't do bud, bud ice. Or, uh, Bud Ice, I think. You got iced. Or no, no, the Smirnoff Ice. Smirnoff, yeah, yes. Yeah. Getting iced was a prank that was happening. Hilarious. Yes. It, it got... <laughs> I uh, Once again, I was privileged to be able to have my dad buy me a townhouse. Or not buy me, but bought a townhouse so I could have one of the rooms. And I always had a roommate, my boy, oh, right. for most of the time. So... Uh, trade-offs, of course, uh, nice place, very ordered. I didn't host parties. Thank God. Um, I was able to then go to satellite, uh, situations like all my friends having mm-hmm. their own, ho- uh, apart- crazy apartment complex oh, yeah. things and houses. So, uh, anyhow, so that was my situation. Um, those party houses, as you know, uh, insane, insane. Um, there wasn't the, um, I was bringing this up because there wasn't the, uh, the 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 flavored um, outs of the seltzer water. The oh yeah, what are those called? White claws. Yes, yeah. none of that was around. But they no. had, but the bud I the the Smirnoff knife was there. Yeah, that was there. That was the first foray into that. The girls <laughs> loved it, but really, what really dominated everything was natty light kegs for both high school and college natty lice <laughs> kegs and then tall boys natty ices and and nat and just natural oh, light yeah, was the tall boys uh-huh. that was we couldn't afford anything other than uh natty light kegs that was you weren't getting Michelob. no no it, there was uh there was no other thing that was happening yeah, even like the classic course banquet a little too expensive no i mean every okay <laughs> It's, uh, I'm, I, uh, I would not advise to ever live like this. Uh, I mean, it was, <laughs> no, 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 no. Specifically uh, college, uh, specifically university, not even uh, university of Florida, no less. I wouldn't even do this again. I mean, no, it, it, no I mean the amount of the alcohol best thing we, you would never do again. Yes. The alcohol. I mean, that was, uh, one of my biggest, uh, ahas was, I mean, we're a little passing for, uh, going forward a time a little bit, but getting, um, massive injury on my motorcycle and basically breaking all cycles of any normal behavior, um, basically stopped my drinking mm. and going from not drinking. Uh, I didn't, I wouldn't say I partied a lot, not, not in the military, but like I came from a, you party. I mean, we're from Florida, you day drink, like it's like, it's tailgating, it's sports. It's, I mean, it's, it's, that is the religion. I mean, college football and drinking and being social is the religion of the South. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, um, and so you could see the natural, uh, let's say the natural creature of the South is the, the uniform of the, the khaki pants, the lip in, um, the, 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 <laughs> the, 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 the Costa Del Mars with the croaky connection. Things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and a very, uh, and, and, and big swollen cheeks. Everyone has big swollen cheeks, uh, because that group, uh, drinks a lot. So, okay. so not only till getting way out of that, uh, and smoking more weed that mm-hmm. I realized, oh, wow, 
there's, um, you can look a lot nicer. Uh, you can think a lot better. You're not doing all this recovery stuff all the time. Yeah. Long story short, university of Florida was a first, especially first two years was, um, I'm way, way, way over my head, uh, academically. Cause I'm, I'm just with all the super nerds there. There, I mean, it, it basically it was the Harvard of the South minus, uh, Vanderbilt. That's kind of major, all of it. No, it just general. The oh general. yeah. But I mean, what major were you in? Um, I started out in business, so I wanted, okay, gotcha. so I was, cause lack of a, not knowing what else and business, bro. Accounting, <laughs> accounting was what I was trying to, I was told to get into. Okay. Um, I come from four bankers. That's all, you know, I, all oh. I know is like, I'm going to, I'm going to be a CEO one day or, or some executive leadership. There was no ever, ever a thing that was not the case. I was voted most likely to succeed. Like that's, I, I was Inc. Magazine as like a 12, 13 year old or whatever. You know, this, that's kind of the path I've been wow. on. Um, so, uh, yeah. What are we talking about? Um, you being a degenerate. Oh, 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 oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just the intent. Everybody. It wasn't even just me, just everybody. First two years, university of Florida, I guess, imagine big, a lot of big schools like this. You're just partying way too much. You're having a great time act for a male, especially being able to have the discipline to, uh, do the actual right studying, uh, in the mix of all of this, like you could do whatever you want with all these parties and all these things. Um, like resort style living of like brand new massive uh, gym facilities and because because what clearly what happened is they took all this like oh everyone can just get paid to come to school no matter what and loans whatever oh we'll just we'll just buy res- <laughs> we'll just build all this fun stuff for kids um, to attract them I mean it's like Disney World for fucking children now so, um, so oh that's what God. it felt like yeah that's some good we, we weren't commentary bro <laughs> we weren't yeah. pre- I wasn't prepared for it I, I think um, only the real power students were really prepared to to handle the pressure of, of, of what the first two years of general education classes are. hundred percent. I mean, imagine being, you know, there's 450 people, uh, it, physically with you, not, not, let's not even go with the 2000 people classes that are online for say, like the, uh, ec- intro oh, you're to, talking about like the lecture halls. Oh yeah. Yeah. With like 500 people, there's 500 people there uh-huh. and you're being dr- uh, graded on a curve. So, so you have like half the people there are like, I have something to prove. I was the, I was, I was a top five student in my whole high school. I'm here to like, that's my whole, that's, (laughs) yeah, that's my whole (laughs) self identity. Uh, You know, I'm going to crush. Um, and then it's the other half, like we just got in, we're trying to, you know, we're barely white knuckling it the whole time. So, um, it gets, it, it was very intense. No one in that school, even to this day can graduate. Not everyone has to go on a third party a tutoring service has been around since even before I was there. Uh, it's this secret that everyone knows. No one passes University of Florida of any major, of anybody, anything without this thing. When I was there, it was called Tutoring Zone. But basically they, now, I, man, the AI, I need to talk to them because they just, they, they took every single class from the major ones first and they just started developing study guides and reviews and, and how to t- tutor you uh, throughout your whole course and every single test, co everything. Um, that was the only way that I and anyone I know graduated the University of Florida was that exact service. And that was through, uh, I have had uh, all four of my siblings, all four of us from my mom's side all went to University of Florida, including uh, my mother and my aunt on all that side. My father's side, I have two half siblings, both Florida State. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting dynamics. Uh, gotcha. But yeah. And that, like, in that zone, was that uh, affiliated with the University of Florida or was it private? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, what would you call it? The tutoring zone? Oh, the tutoring zone. Yeah, it's a private company. Oh, excellent. Crushing Good it. For I mean, them. yeah, yeah. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, San Diego State had something similar called A plus. Okay. 
Yeah, it wasn't for every major, but everything that had essentially like formulas and was math based. So uh, economics, accounting, yada, organic yada, yada. chemistry. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, I was in organic chemistry for literally a day. And <laughs> I never I already, tried. Dude, I already had 15 units. It would have bumped me up to 18. So it would have been my sixth class. And I was working on campus at the time, too. And I was like, I guess I'm just not going to go into psychiatry. <laughs> it, 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 um, yeah, dude. It, uh, I can clearly Ooh. see why we're in a big trouble that we are because it. Um, we as in you and me or? As in America. America? And especially the uh, youth, um, is that uh, they said, the "Oh, youth. yeah, the, <laughs> you must go to this big thing. You must do as best you can." But then uh, they didn't say, "Hey, um, if you don't do something that is immediately valuable into the marketplace, you you might be wasting your time." Um, like a liberal arts degrees in uh, whatever, whatever communication, whatever, whatever it was. It's okay. Um, They're just like multiple tens of thousand dollars, sometimes hundreds of thousand dollars in debt. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, at, at least at, um, at least at our school and in Florida, they use the, um, it's called bright futures and they use the money from the lottery to, uh, basically pay either 75 or hundred percent of, uh, your tuition in state. Oh, nice. And if you got into UF, I was one of the rarities of only getting the 75%. Mm-hmm. I, I would say definitely more than half is getting probably maybe 80% or is getting the full hundred percent. Wow. So, uh, so, uh, another thing just the, some right. cultural, go yeah. Florida, bro. Yeah. Uh, also just from cultural context, um, maybe not, maybe not go Florida because, uh, when I was there at the time, so remember this is 2000, this stat probably was active maybe 2002 to 2003. The average income of the student, the average student of the, of the school was $150,000. And this is back then. So you, and it only got worse as time goes on. So it's the most affluent people from one of the most affluent places in the world, um, getting their tuition paid for, uh, I, I walked away with no debt from from my college experience at all, and I was not um, I was not a rarity. And that tuition cost overall, you said, was one hundred fifty thousand. Oh no, uh, no, 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 no. Um, tuition was not even a lot. It, I mean, they don't even charge. They at the time they didn't even charge a lot for tuition. But I mean, gotcha. still, let's just say it's a let's say it's a ten thousand a year benefit. I see. Yeah. Yeah. At that time. Now mm. it's, I'm, I'm sure it's maybe at least maybe twice, double, Dude, double amount. I hope, 100%. hopefully, you know, that, yeah. yeah. I was lucky enough to get the in-state tuition for San Diego state as well. And when it was in-state, the year tuition was only 75. Okay. Yeah. Which was nice. The yes. downside was the required, uh, on-campus housing. Mm. Which was not cheap at all. Dude. Oh my gosh! I feel yeah. so. And I live in uh, North County, and uh, there's San Marcos, uh, oh, yeah. UC San Marcos, and I just feel so. Ba- it just reminds me of probably what's happened into all of the college towns, which is they're not opening or they're not building cheaper things for students. It is this is a luxury apartment complex for people that are usually uh, dual income, no kid people, and it's. And it's how, and it's right at the heart of the campus. Yep. And so it's further even back to this uh, income inequality thing. I mean, I saw it in 2003. I can't even imagine what it's like at say UCLA right oh, now fuck. of the income inequality and just the uh, like. What 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 real grounding does a 20 to 23 year old have that comes from uber wealth? Um, grew up in systems where. Um, 
there, there's not really, uh, there's not really alternative visions, uh, play by the rules. Cause you're going to be in really huge, massive competition from all the other, uh, people who stick by the rules. Um, and so if you're a good student, you're not going to all of a sudden start acting, uh, being a little more, uh, risk tolerant because you've put in so much work to even play the game. So, um, you know, what does that mean? Uh, it means that boys, uh, fail at that. We're not, we're not built for that. We're not built to sit there and we're going to do everything you say, master. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> these are all the boxes we need a color inside. No, we're supposed to be doing the opposite. Um, and so I don't know, that's my little rant there. Uh, I just do you think feel, guys, guys do tend to do that. Do what? Instead of like, uh, falling in line, they'll want to push boundaries. Uh, testosterone is, is the uh-huh. fuel that says, Hey, take some risk, figure it out. I mean, uh, Males, uh, the masculine gender is God's playthings. We're the we're the experiments, <laughs> oh you know. God. Like uh, we have so much variability uh, in our, you know, we're missing some of that uh, of that uh, X chromosome, um, that second X chromosome. So we're just like we're experimental, you know. Whereas more of the the feminine, it's it's more the the those dominant genes stay dominant, and mm. so we're able to to be a little wild, and that's why you know we have to do new things. That's why they're so great at getting good good school. That's why they they're crushing because. Um, they're, they, they don't want their home life. They don't want their peers. They don't want, uh, the school itself to have uh, less likely to have like a negative thought or deal with that psychologically. Like, Oh, I, I'm someone who didn't do the homework today. Oh no. What does that mean about me? Whereas males are kind of like, we almost maybe take it on a badge of, I know when I was going in school, it was like the most biggest badge of honor was like, I, I copied all the homework that day from other people. I did it last minute. I studied last minute. I still fucking, I still got it. Like that, that's our badge of honor. Like got how, hooked up with some test files. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how, like how crafty are you? Like how, you know, like how much did you break the rules and still not violate any ethics? I think that's sort of the, the best definition of cool that I've ever heard was something to that effect of a, a typically a small measured act of rebellion that when viewed is not discouraged. Mm. I see. That's being fucking cool in my opinion. <laughs> and that's been my life's rebel with the cause has sort of been my mantra for life. Hi, bro. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's a hell of a trajectory. And, um, as somebody who came from a family of high performers, it seems like it, right? I mean, you don't become a banker by not doing that. Um, I don't want to say high performer. Um, because when I think of high performer, I think more of myself as in like, um, and you, I think more of a modern high performance, like, like a Gary V would think about, or a Tim Ferriss would think of a high performer. Like I'm, I'm, I'm setting out goals, uh, that are maybe not even part of what my boss wants me to have. Like my, I would say my, uh, my father who, uh, who's still in banking to this, to an executive that he's, he's probably going to retire in the next few years, but, um, he's, uh, he's a chief credit officer of a, of a smaller bank where, where I'm from. So it means that, uh, if there's any federal federal regulations or any anything that comes in, uh, he's the one that's actually responsible and by law that if he, that anything if, if they make a bad loan, they can come after him personally. Mm-hmm. So he's re- he's responsible for the credit of the whole bank. Um, okay. So that's that's where he, so he's. Uh, so that's what I grew up with. So everything is calculated. Everything is thought out. Everything is uh, risk assessed. Um, and so uh, me as a high performer versus, say, my father, who I'd say is a great manager and a great worker. He'll say okay. that he's a great worker um, and he knows that he's a great worker. And he'll say, uh, you know, it's a difference between, say, 
his uh, board, which are all all of them uh, are all people who inherited money at some point, <laughs> most likely, uh, and um, and make even massive amounts of money because they just have simple deals and they know each other because uh, it's a small area. Mm. So and so, my dad has always had this weird view into. You know, he's never had much of capital to make these big moves. He's always just been right there, kind of uh, touching it, but not not being it. Mm. So it's it's a it's a unique view that I had too. Is you know, I was able to be in affluence, but not ever of um, affluence of affluence, but not ever. Um, everything, everything was too expensive. But yeah, like not, you know, every every everything's all the money's a problem. You know, it's never it, we were never feel, felt like. Hey, we're do, we're making good money and it's cool. No, it was like uh, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. It was just never. It was never chill about that, you know. Um, but uh, but obviously, I mean, super privileged to be able to just um, have access to it, to be able to see it, to be immersed in it, to be held to that say standard. Uh, which can be like a place of inspiration. Like it sets a marker for like where things could go, and I having say, that uh, see it be possible, I imagine would be an advantage. Uh, yes, but actually, uh, in the opposite, in a counterintuitive opposite, in the way that I think that you're thinking and what most people would think. Um, I, yep. You're like, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so I've grown up, I've grown up when I was a child. I've been, uh, I was in Gainesville actually, uh, from five to eight, which is where the University of Florida is. So that's a, so that was not a, um, and like that was as, that was as nineties as suburban life could be. It was like a, literally a brand new um, this is the, this is what a new suburban affluent upper middle class to, to high class, um, neighborhood is uh, in, in America in nineties. It is yeah. ex- exactly what you think it would look like and, and feel like, Which um, is nice. it was very nice. I mean, yeah. it was, it, 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 it was fugazi. I mean, come on. It was like, <laughs> it was like, it was like, we just literally just defeated the Soviet empire. Um, or, and, and everyone just took a big deep breath and, and everyone was very selfish all of a sudden. No one cared about the common cause. Like, oh, me and my family, that's why you saw an explosion in suburban I'ma get mines. And that's why we had the Westfield Mall uh, explosion and the franchises and the Outbacks and the Chili's and the Blockbuster. Everything that you can mass scale to the... Um, Yay! I finally uh, made it because me and maybe even my spouse, spouse, we both got uh, bachelor's degrees, and we we were able to uh, buy a house uh, at the time and, it, and secure in that oil money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. yeah. It was so, and they all checked out. Uh, another weird thing that didn't help was that all of a sudden they allowed ch- um, pro t- cable television to go after or advertising to be able to target children. Right at the same time. And that changed everything. All of a sudden, it, it allowed for a business model for Nickelodeon to come along. That's exactly what I was thinking, actually. Yeah. And, and, and so it really did this weird thing where it, for the first time in history, it segregated an adult from a child to have two different societies. Oh, two different channels, two different frequencies, dare I say. Two different worlds. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. And so, and so the child all of a sudden had different... Um, motivating factors and from a consumerist perspective because they all of a sudden they had these toys that they were seeing every day Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it was nerf things and things that an adult absolutely had zero interest in Mm -hmm. segregating societies water guns though that's always fun. Exception. Water, everyone, <laughs> loves, like, oh, everyone loves water sick. guns. Okay. Is that super soaker kit? <laughs> yes. And I think even early on and maybe in the eighties, I, I, um, mid eighties, uh, looks even, over at wife, super soaker, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, 
uh, the adults even were able to, the males, as, I don't think many women did this, but they at least were like buying the Ataris in the first video game consoles. Oh shit, yeah. Yeah, that too. So the, so adults and kids were like, we were able to be kind of the same. So you were treated with more respect and you treated adults with more respect. And then all of a sudden in the 90s, in my generation, it just went, it, 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 it became, and with the internet and with more information, it, it became, it, it created this weird wedge where the the younger the people, like someone like me, I had access to a, a, a bank personal computer uh, when, uh, in, in like 1990, uh, my stepdad brought a bank from the from or a piece of uh, a computer from the bank and we were able to uh, boot up like um, some weird some weird uh, it had like Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune and like a word processor. And that was my introduction into like uh, a personal computer at the home. And then in the computer room. It was a guest room that had to, <laughs> that had nice. to serve both. And that was nice. in 1990 that was happening. Um so that was new, um, and then the internet. Though this is my point: is that soon I had, as soon as I had the access to the internet, um, and and was able to use it for um, any purpose, a frivolous purpose. Uh, adults always use technology first to do their economic means, uh, first and foremost. And kids, before they're in that, they always do it for social means and just exploration and, and culture building means. Oh, that's a good observation. So. So all of a sudden you had, and then YouTube, forget about it. That was like a, that was, that was the game changer of all game changers. But my, my overall point is that you already had this splintering off of, of this new youth and this old adults. And then you, then you had this youth that all of a sudden went, wow, I can just start learning and talking and developing our own culture and a new, that's brand new. Like how does one talk in a, a, a chat room? Adults didn't come up with that. It was all of us weird uh, prepubescent slash pubescent children on AOL Messenger. We we had to figure it out because we were all horny and we were all trying to cyber sex with each other with God knows who and what. And so it had to be these rules to not offend the the group and these weird things. And when you're uh, 11, 12, 13 years old, it's fascinating. You learn a lot. Um, having the AOL homepage and be able to click into news all of a sudden. And it wasn't dictated by um, the TV that the parents would always have on. It was very easy. To, you could search. You could just be free. Yeah. The, the adults, and, and I'll tie this back into the wealth thing. The adults, they thought um, that, and, and, it, and I think it was the case for a while, I don't think they were wrong, that you could be a responsible adult or a citizen of America by have, by subscribing to your local newspaper, watching your local news, and then the the national news. And if you were a little more intellectual, you would uh, maybe get a New York Times Sunday edition and the certain uh, magazine publications. You know, it was very common to have a, a Time and a Newsweek. And and if you and the more money you had, and more in, maybe interest, and the more. Um, there was social cost of you not knowing what was going on, say at your country club or just wherever. Um, that was really costly. You uh, to not to not know something because there wasn't many storylines. You know, there's every there's like a three there's a few storylines ever going on in the in the whole cultural milieu. So if you didn't if you didn't know what was going on, that could be incredibly embarrassing, especially in a um, a, a corporate professional. How embarrassing! It would be so <laughs> embarrassing. 
<laughs> or or if someone or if someone brought up like a, a place and you never heard of it and some news related to it and and like that 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 really could, literally could cause you your entire family's potential generational wealth because the right person at the right time heard you say the wrong thing. Mm. Uh, the internet broke that whole model. Mm. Um, it, it 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 just it just destroyed everything. And so I feel like I was kind of. Around my time, uh, I graduated in 2007. The financial collapse happened 2007, 2008. Jobs market crash. That's the reason why I got it. I was really pushed into the military is because in my hometown, there was there was one, for every one job opening, there was, um, I think it was like 643 applicants. Holy shit. To, maybe I'm getting that number wrong, but maybe I'm thinking 700, but it was not less than the 643. And I saw that in the newspaper the day that I was going to go to a job fair. I actually went to the the the, the public Fuck. the public county jobs thing because I needed to print it out. I didn't have a printer at home, so I needed to print it out my resume. Yeah. I had a suit on all the shit to go to this thing. I had no idea was I. I had no idea what was going to happen, but I was there was there was no there was nothing, and I'm at home. I I, I moved. I had to move away out of the house that I was. Uh, living in already and you know I had to do the thing that we all started had to do wow you're moving back in your parents house yeah yeah a lot of us did that and it was that was quite a pop it was um it was quite unsettling for all these uh baby boomers who thought that they uh they they won all the lotteries you know they they they, and they really (laughs) did I was gonna say they kind of did they did but they didn't expect that a new thing was having your children at and back in your home a few times now that was a kind of a new thing fuck yeah. yeah, it was kind of a new thing and it was very contentious because the old school model um, from a parent's perspective is like, yo, you just go out there and you take whatever and you do it. But you got a degree. What do you mean you can't get a job? And but also kind of knowing, <laughs> but also but 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 also kind of like, um, hey, just take whatever shitty thing at any time. Um, and, and it's OK because this is America. But what I think rapidly changed is that because the competition and the numbers became global, really. But let's just say national for the moment. Um, from telecommunications, um, your resume and every single maneuver mattered more and more and more and more. Just like back to the school thing, my, our resume mattered so much going into that. Because um, if your grades weren't stellar, the reason why I got in is because I was, I, you know, I, I lettered in, in multiple varsity sports. I was in like, I was you in had like 15 units already. So you already taken some college courses, clearly I, competent, probably a high test scorer. Uh, not as high SAT scores. Okay. Uh, and so that was another like scary type thing because at uh. that time, not a single adult, even in the school ever said, Hey, take a prep course to take your SAT. <laughs> oh, that's rude. When I, when my sisters in Naples, that's where my mom's from my, when they, uh, and a first person is seven and a half years difference. So when that, and that's a very affluent small place, if you don't know, retirement home typically a retirement place for midwesterners and and like europeans the kind of settlements a lot of money there uh by the time they were going it was um you were at a big disadvantage if you weren't hiring consultants in the local area that that handled your entire kids get get into the school thing and they weren't going trying to get into harvard they're just trying to get into the university of florida most of them Pretty much. I'll, I'll still give Vanderbilt a little, for, as far as yeah. public schools, it is. As far as- A lot um, less clout though. Vanderbilt is the private, smaller, you know. Yeah, but Vanderbilt you're, you're and the s- SEC. I see those old row commentary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so just to tie this all in um, to the the counterintuitive thing about being uh, 
having access to wealth. I, I lived, oh, from Gainesville, I lived literally on the beach, not on the beach, but the street of the beach in a time, a small place called Vero Beach. Nice. So I lived on an island, and it, and once again, it's like some, um, there was an intercoastal river across the street. So there was one road where there's a river neighborhoods and then there's beach neighborhoods. So it's it's just it's just it's just all you see is just wealth. There's just it's just wealth for nice. this entire on A1A. It's like it's all it's all it's around. So once again, my point is you'd you'd think, oh, I'm I'm, I'm I get to see successful people, and mm-hmm. and and that was actually uh, part of the solution long term, I think, for motivation and just seeing the game. But really, it was the motivation of being like how bad they actually did it. The thing, the by far the biggest thing that I've noticed, and I know literal billionaires, they have almost no creativity, hmm. almost none. And the reason that is is because they are boxed in, boxed in by the expectation of high, basically Deloitte and Touche or or McKinsey, um, the whatever the dictates that are coming from the high end business management consultants or what's coming out of the Warren Business School at any time. Um, that is essentially what the entire winning, let's just say winning, the corporate person, the, 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 the ladder grower person, ladder chaser person, um, they can't act in their personal life, their, their job life. There is, they're, they're never off the clock. You can't, um, I dressed in preppy clothes um, not because I thought it looked great. Is because- It's what we do. It's what we do, but also- I, I, I was um, actually expressing oneself in a childlike manner was 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 probably the worst thing one could do um, because you're the whole thing is about relationships over the long term. So if I'm meeting, say, uh, my my father's boss, who's the CEO of the company behave not only behave, but, but I'm watching to make sure my siblings don't do anything. Uh. Um, I'm in polo shirts and things because you don't want to bring attention to yourself. Mm. You only want to bring attention to yourself by being excellent in the very tiny windows of space where corporate, the corporate, uh, the corporate reality allows you to Mm. that once again, when the internet and now with working from home and, and it, it, and with remote workers in general and contracting, that's, that's once again, broken that old system. Hmm. once again you don't know your neighbors it doesn't matter you're not part of it it used to be everything that you had to be part of the country club it wasn't like oh i'm trying to be bougie or something no it's like there was no pathway for you to grow in america which is the whole point of america as a project as a project and an experiment is hey we need to have the individual as a self-sovereign and that self-sovereign means that it has to be able to accumulate um property that has rights that are attached uh, to that sovereign legally. And it has to, that, what allows that to happen, there has to be a kind of order. You can't allow a Fortune 100 company or an Amazon to come in and t- take these same rules and just just decimate it for the for the average person, let's just say, or the mom and pop, or, or the story of what they told of what a, of Americana was supposed to be. Mm. Like what they all, what my parents were sold on in the 70s was that, hey, we're all in this together. We're all really, really, really middle class, and they really were. Uh, there, there wasn't, if there was like a wealthy person or someone who was known, oh, that's the rich person. It was like, that person was in a tiny little neighborhood. There was only a few of them, and everyone who knew who they were because they owned like a few things that people could recognize. Nowadays, 
I mean, I lived in LA for a few years. Uh, everybody is scheming to make weird, dark money plays because of the of the, just the competition. You know, it's, I mean, when I was there in 2015, 16, 17, um, every single street had hundreds of thousands of dollars of just improving existing way, 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 way expensive pieces of property. Every single street. Every street had contractors buzzing. Of, of where is all that money coming from? It, it's from people that already have it or have access to it. So when you when you uh, say to the youth, "Welcome to this game," you are you are way 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 overpowered. Um, <laughs> but we all have equal rights. You and Amazon are equal. Great. Good luck. Um, and so I guess to tie it back. All these people didn't do anything with 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 all of the sacrifice they made to their soul, really, to their spirit, which was to be a little outside the box. Mm. They couldn't they think about it as they can't go outside of the house. Let's say as a family, let's just say as a couple, um, a, a, a married couple of middle. Uh, they're in the middle of the corporate game. They're, they're trying to be middle management. They can never go out unless they're well-dressed. And before the leggings and the yoga thing, a woman would never show with her body like that. Hmm. Ever, ever, ever. It would, you would have to be in an elegant, classy thing. Like, it just, it's, to try to, if there's anybody younger here, I, I could not overstate how much the culture changed in, 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 a, in, a, in a blink of an eye. And we're playing catch up and we're not even close to the spiritual maturity to to tackle it. And so you're born in 85, you said 85. You seem like your your particular perspective. I'm a 93 kid. You saw actually even more of the baton getting passed than I did because you were like, you could say cerebral and like really aware of the whole 90s. It's so like five years or five years old forward. And then after that, you got to see like the the old dream and then the new dream pop. Yes. Damn, bro. That's and it's a nightmare, really. It's it's not it's not cool. It's not cool. It's not there. I can't because you know what it could be. Um. At least I feel like you do. Uh, it, when I when you when it when you say what it could be, my first reaction was, like I said earlier, is like they what they tried to do in this paradisal '90s suburban Americana, which was just a replay of the '50s. That's all it was. Yeah. The post World War II era, complete peace, um, no na- no ex- existential threat. Um, let me go get mines and my little nest. Like let me go build my little nest. That's and and I and I guess what my my like a reaction of like Ugh, no that actually wasn't cool. What wasn't cool about it is that it made keeping up with the Joneses too powerful. One. And with that, once again, limited creativity. Hmm. It's not. It's not like the person then wanted to get the BMW 3 Series because they thought it 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 was a great drive. No, they got it because four doors down, there's a Mercedes five, whatever the the equivalent would be, but maybe even a little bit higher, and. Their Honda Civic is making them feel like shit every time they drive. They can't afford the second level of the of Mercedes or BMW, but they can maybe lease so the, the, the entry level cheese in the metaphorical rat race. But the but in my opinion, and what my life experience has been, is that everyone's chasing the dragon of self esteem 
and confidence, especially men. I, I was going to say, sign me up for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and how, and uh, I think this is all on purpose. I think this is all um, purposely to demoralize the fighting age men in this country because this is the last uh, resistance of a global tyranny. I mean, we, we, can, we can have guns and we still have enough freedom of speech to where we can organize very quickly and by actual constitutional uh, right, we're able to uh, organize ourselves and actually train even though uh, now they try to label us as domestic terrorists for even being able to even have uh, the potential of committing something that might be uh, potentially bad for the government. They label you as a, a domestic terrorist. So, um, so yes, I don't want to get into too much on my Hell of a word there, man. <laughs> Terrorism got yes. debuted in what? 2001, 2004. Yeah. 2004. Yeah. And then ever since then, man, it's been the, the boogeyman. Yeah. Cause we don't have a particular threat. It's this one that you can't exactly shake their hand. I, I think that actually is a good point of how the reality shifted. And I think it actually goes getting into more spiritual, a little, let's get a little more woo woo. Let's go. I think this is exactly how one would see a transition from a Piscean age to an Aquarian age. Oh, okay. And so we're in this, the terrible birth pains of of this transition. Hmm. Um, And I think uh, related to this is the Piscean age is about, it's the feet. So it's, it's about walking with the illusion or the Maya of the physical creation and as it as the sort of the spiritual engine, let's say, that drives someone's personal evolution forward and our collective evolution. The Aquarian age goes, okay, um, we're not fully immersed in illusion. We're, mo- we're rising up into the ankle, the ankles uh, and the foreleg, I suppose is what we'd call that, um, where, the, where Aquarius sort of resides on the body. It is uh, representative as the uh, uh, essentially the east or at the very minimum, um, the fixed air element meaning something rising um uh that would be more like an east thing but for uh it being fixed well uh, sorry maybe not fixed i just related that to air like air has the ability to rise uh motion i would say is the key word of the air because the motion it it represents the mental plane and the only way you Mm. can have intelligence is this there's a motion or there's something that's actually uh yeah in movements because you're catching from the center you're like oh there's something in the disturbance up what is this disturbance and that is the uh intelligence uh process let's just say fun Yes. So anyway, <laughs> this transition into more of being this networked creature than something that has to independently walk through and experience a physical manifestation of maybe their internal light or their process. Um, it all of a sudden means, oh, wow, we're all we're all actually connecting our in a yogic thing, our karma, let's say our individual maybe karmic journey is now being synced up to other karmic players and so this Aquarian syncing up and integration into this more of a, you know, the Aquarian man, the, the water bear, the, the, the water bear, it can, it, it holds the water, meaning it, it can, it can hold the truth. And by holding it, it's sort of saying that humanity is gaining purchase over it, hmm. meaning we are realizing that we are actually the thing uh, producing the illusion in the first place. And since it's our game that we are here to play, then it's like, well, let's be a little more um, intentional about how we both play the game. And then also uh, we're finding out, uh, uh, let's just call it magic, that we actually um, can influence the game by 
uh, cheating a little bit and knowing what the programming codes are. Mm. So, uh, in tuition this, zone. Well, the Mystic Zone okay. uh, and the and maybe um, and the intentional uh, once experiencing the Mystic, the mystical, then being like, oh, I'm actually going to study uh, other people that maybe had similar experiences like that. To then go, oh, there is a science behind this. Mm. And then there is an art behind deploying that science. It's like giving you the ability to actually hold it. It feels like. Uh, it's, it's, it's having a magic wand. Every time you grab the magic wand, you're going to have some fire start to ignite. You're going to be playing with plasma. You're playing with energy. You're playing with fire. The fire, if you, uh, <laughs> If you uh, are a little too exuberant, you're going to burn yourself and your whole room. If you, uh, if you be very cautious and you uh, you study the old uh, wand wielding mat, uh, wizards of before, you're like, oh, okay, uh, I need to be a little cautious with this. Um, maybe I need to be initiated by an actual group that is uh, maybe has been uh, practicing it for maybe hundreds, if not thousands, of years. Um, regardless. It's, um, uh, I think it's the inevitable place that each individual player, uh, ultimately finds himself in at the center of their own labyrinth. At the center of their own labyrinth, man. Yeah. See, you're a fun guy to talk to, man. It's (laughs) like (laughs) the... I'm sure there might be some people that like got on this podcast. Uh, you want another one? No, uh, the, uh, the Nikki. Yeah. yeah. Here you go. Thank you. Yeah. Um, like, okay, this guy, pretty bro. Right. And you've hinted at the fact that you've already gone military after you did university. And then to link that with the whole context of what you just said, you're like, dude, did this guy just talk about us being at an Aquarian age? And is he talking about this <laughs> with, with a whole lot of literacy? Uh, yes, everybody. Meet James. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I love fucking talking to you like that. Yeah. So this, um, the ability to, to have this magic and wield this magic, the thing I was saying earlier about knowing what is possible and knowing what is possible and then seeing it almost being like, either misused or ignored or used for without like a, a soulfulness to it without a, we're actually in this together and we can have this be pretty great for common people. Um, that's, I feel like the big tragedy. Try, uh, exactly what the tragedy is, is that there can be an awareness of these cities or powers, um, that I, I think, um, I'm not the first person to say this. Um, I think we all, I think the only purpose why we exist is that uh, in the fifth dimensional or higher, but at least from this, I can't, I can't really, um, I can't in my mind go beyond the fifth dimension. I can, I can go fifth dimension, fourth dimension, third dimension, uh, and two dimension. Uh, uh, one dimension is difficult for me to understand. And then uh, beyond five dimensions. That's difficult. cool that you can do four and five. Can I ask you about four and five? Uh, sure. Yeah. What's four? So I think uh, thinking about, um, let's just call it manifest reality. Okay. What, what us as an avatar experiences, let's just say. Um, we experience a third dimensional construct, right? There's three, there's, there's three dimensions. As there's, a, there's a width, 
vertical, horizontal. When I'm looking out right now, I'm seeing depth. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of know that it's really our, our mind or our consciousness is taking these inputs from all of our senses and translating it into a singular code. And that singular code is a, is a, a, two, a 2D informational matrix, let's just say. Okay. We know that we can make a 2D informational construct in, appear as a 3D illusion. And that's essentially what's, what's happening here. So we walk in this, we walk in a, in a contained box the, um, where we get the idea of um, hermetically sealed comes from this concept. The idea of Hermes or Hermes Trismegistus or Thoth or Thoth Hermes, these names uh, have been associated with, I mean, even with our creator, but uh, it's mostly associated with the active universal mind. Okay. With in our local microcosm, it would be considered Mercury. Okay. And so we're operating in this third dimensional game, let's say, just like if we turn on the Xbox, mm-hmm. um, I can guarantee you that they intentionally called it the Xbox because it's, it's an homage to the way that our, we're in a, we're all in a black box. That's why, that's why, <laughs> okay. uh, we're all in a black box and that's why in, 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 um, Islam, they all go around the. They all do a vortex around the black, the Merkaba, the the big black cube. And this is why Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Sorry, black cubes matter. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Black cubes matter. Um, <laughs> and so Saturn, Kronos or Saturn, um, yeah. is always associated with the black cube because in all of these ancient systems, um, the in the Kabbalistic system, which I think essentially everything is based off of off that. Um, it's the, it's the science of creation in our, in that system, Saturn is, is where, or the force or the, let's call it the program that allows for 3d manifestation. That's why Kronos was related to time. That's where we get chronometry, Kronos time. Um, that's why, um, if you see an old picture of Kronos from the Greek system, you'll, you'll typically see a very old man with a very long beard and he's combing through a tangled beard at the end to sort of represent that time is the orderer of all potential chaos. Mm. And so if, so let's just keep it there there for a second. So now the fourth dimension would be how your, how that player within the context of its game, um, how it actually moved through time space. So let's say you have one playthrough on an R, uh, in an RPG game. Mm-hmm. The fourth dimension would be uh, your whole playthrough. And then it would be as if you were able to go in and go, excuse me, go in at the 30th minute of your game or the 44th minute of your one through of that game. At any point, you'd be able to tap in because you'd be able to look at it from a fourth dimensional perspective. So mm-hmm. everywhere that that player ever went uh, at any time, because really that would be the moment, the, the cross section, that's, that's where we get the, um, the whole Christian cross is really coming from. It, it's, it's been a, a symbol way before they used it, uh, they claimed it. Um, and it's because it's the whole thing is about having the monad express itself uh, in truth uh, 
at the center, which is at the center of all things, and to have time space, the cross of, of time and space to, to be perfect on at the monad. So essentially to not have to have a perfect fidelity with your pure source of information, like the game. It would be like we have to constantly tap into our cloud server to get our to get actually where our information is coming from. And then it has to come down to us and then it goes into our uh, avatar xbox that that we that our, our you know our, our our video game system that our body is yeah. and then and then it projects uh that that reality that that we experience so the fifth dimension would be the container of all of those fourth dimensional potentialities oh okay so so it's not only where you actually did go in that thing but it was also all other potential reality uh paths that you could have taken in that fourth dimensional construct uh, that 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 run through of that game that you went through so and it's not like i mean yes all potential is there but if you were a being let's just say that was more um that was able to maybe uh access or your consciousness was coming from that uh dimension let's say you you would be experiencing uh all of those at once like think of it as a panopticon mm. And this is where the idea of um, multiple lives happening at once. I think the biggest mistake of anything about reincarnation, and I think this was on purpose to try to um, throw people off the scent. I mean, anything, any any uh, spiritual text or esoteric, uh, any occult text, um, almost none of them uh, have do not have purposeful things to throw you off the real the real truth. They're, they're giving you a little bit, just like with PsyOps today, with our own intelligence. They're, they're giving you a little bit that's truth, and then they're also giving you other things to throw you really off. So because the truth always resonates inside, if, if something is real, uh, that's why that's where our intuition or it, it's it's happening immediately. There's no we're not thinking about it. The, the, the thinking and the thoughts are coming after a subconscious impulse. Mm-hmm. So a fifth dimensional being, which uh, or from a fifth dimensional uh perspective let's say or aspect all lives that you're connected to are all happening at once anywhere where an individual's consciousness is ever like a spider any any contact with any moment in any potential time with any potential dimension is like a little uh, a little web just like in our uh in our brain a dendrite is being connected from one neuron to another neuron does an octopus have more than one brain is that, is that am i do you know or no i don't know about that but but uh, you can tell a lot about the way a creature or a creature uh, processes consciousness is by its actual physical structure. Okay. And 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 from a and from a uh, intelligence perspective, it would be how the body can articulate itself. That's that's exactly what I was thinking with the octopus, like the ability to do eight at the same time. And eight is all. And eight is always associated. Eight is usually associated with the sun because there's only hmm. eight points of radiation because eight uh it's representing 45 degree angles perfect right angles golden right golden golden <laughs> ang- right angles damn bro yeah so yeah. so uh that's what the british flag is it, there's it's just eight it's the cross and then diagonals because it's the only there's only eight ways of radiation it's the most solid structure that can fit inside a circle is the octagon Oh shit! That's that's why okay. they use it for the that's why they use it for the stop signs because it fills in the most space and the red catches your attention the most. That's why they use it for stop signs. Yeah, man, that's fucking dude. You're a fucking encyclopedia <laughs> on, on all facets and all things, man. It's it's wild. So from so from fifth dimension, it's 
So from, from it can get a little tricky from there. It's like, how do you conceptualize beyond the container for all possible things happening at the same time? Well, then what they say is then the sixth dimension is all of your fifth dimensional, uh, hermetically sealed constructs. Let's just say like, like, let's say you have like a, you have an eye that then has connections to all of, of what we just described. Like little, like imagine every little moment, like right here. Like, and I think on LSD more than anything else, I think this gives in LSD it gives you the actual feeling, the me, of 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 a, of a metaphysical truth about consciousness, which is, and and it would always uh, um, made me go. This feels right. Is the in the matrix, going through the hallway and opening up any door, and all of a sudden you're in a different place, hmm. meaning that right here, right now, is an eternal box, that it that has has a solid nature there right now we um we're we're sort of locked in if you want to look at it like a quantum computer it's all about probabilities and what the quantum computer is trying to do is it's trying to uh always grow but the only way a system can um achieve its goal no matter what through the expanse of infinite time is to be able to use the golden ratio as its north star so uh, it's it's the uh, it's the it's sort of the auto correcting function in reality. Um, as as long as it as anything that is perceived in real in the quantum computer is always judged, its vector is always judged against the golden ratio. Wherever it's where, wherever it is, whatever it's connected to, uh, anything that's connected to anything else is always being judged by the big G, which in Freemasonry doesn't mean God, doesn't mean geometry. The G just means the golden ratio. That's why it's almost, it's shaped like it because it's, it's, a, it's a combination of the spiral and the golden rectangle hmm. because all of energy is always going to be moving in a, in a natural sort of sine wave, like a serpent. That's why, um, that's why the serpent is, it was inverted in the Christian thing. The serpent and the dragon, but especially the serpent is always related to to knowledge and energy and related to the transformation and the evolution of consciousness within a system. That's why it's always with the spine because it's, if you're a, an ancient people and you don't have something, um, the internet, the internet, but <laughs> what I'm getting is it's something that is, um, ostensibly and demonstrably, um, mechanical or technical that shows you electricity moving. Oh Yeah. So it's something felt, and then the adepts and the mystics would actually see it. Um, I would say I, I am one of those. I, if I'm still enough, I can see and feel electromagnetic waves hit the surface of my eye, the rods and codes of my eyes. And, I, and so the, the, basically the third, the, inner, the third ventricle of the brain with the pituitary and the pineal, pineal system is a beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful system. It's a, it, it's the pituitary gland is a sphere. It's, it's, it's the master gland, they call it, because it takes in its function is to take in all frequencies that the whole, all inputs that all the frequencies that the body's taking in and to, and to put it into a universal language, one frequency. And then that one frequency is then being triggered by and, and resonating with the pineal gland. And the pineal gland is then taking the potential charge of that moment and then taking the impulse of that unified now, uh, that unified code, let's call it, or signal that, or transmission, then it is a, then, it, then that message then goes 
uh, out into the universe, but I would say it actually is connecting to your true source, which is this fifth dimensional construct. Mm. And so in all moments, we are trying to have as clear as a, con- a, a connection to whatever that perfect source of our information is. They have so many names for it, the Ein Sof or Sophia or um, the Aleph. Um, they, 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 uh, the, the, in the Kabbalistic system, the hidden Sephirot or the hidden sphere that you don't see is Da'at. And that where we get data from. Um, and it was the source of all knowledge. Uh, the, the Hindu or the Vedic system said it was the Akasha. It's, it's all the same thing. All systems, it seems like, and I've studied almost all of them. I'm a student of history. It's uh, especially any, for me personally, what motivates me is um, I'm a big brother of five half siblings from two families. Hmm. Um, I was born on the sixth. Uh, six is the number of family. Um, I, uh, I've, I've never not taken full accountability over all of, uh, the people and things around me and even the civilization itself. Um, like, uh, with the thing of, uh, uh, the Spider-Man with great knowledge or with great power comes great responsibility and knowledge is power. Um, there is nothing more true than I can know that knowledge is actually power. And the, and the reason why I can back that up, uh, simply is that we know that our consciousness cannot perceive something that it hasn't perceived before. It's our brain is, is essentially it seems like a, a filtering mechanism. It's trying to, it's getting so much data that our that our that our little tiny conscious persona egos can only handle a tiny little bit of context. The your your actual real soul computer construct thing is actually really concerned about the entire project. It doesn't care that you had some thought right now. It cares a little bit because it knows the whole uh, evolutionary process that it's trying to do over the course of, uh, let's just say, over 100 years, let's say. But it's not only that 100 years of what you actually live. It's all of the creative destruction of all the lives you didn't li- live. You actually do live all those lives. It just, it just um, you are living all those lives. It's just expressing yourself in a very particular way in the exact context at which you uh, perceive yourself to actually traverse through a linear, third-dimensional, time-space, physical construct, which we know is all illusion. We, uh, we're on the ver- we're the- we are all the fallen angels. We are on the fucking very bottom of, let's say, creation, and our job is to be the bridge between, basically, uh, heaven and earth. And that is a great opportunity for us um, but it also is a great disadvantage or vulnerability. It, it, we are open, uh, we are open, uh, what's it called, open systems. Uh, we, that's where this thing of angels and demons come in. That's where this, of other entities come in because we are exposed. They, uh, we can only see the physical so far, only the great, ma- and people, uh, a little uh, adventurous uh, magicians, let's say, and spiritualists, they're the ones that are trying to actually conjure them into the physical space. And that's where spiritualism comes from. And that's where people really get into trouble. What's happening at all times is uh, all things in the universe has a hunger. All things. And the famous saying of, if you stare into the abyss, it'll stare back. And that's exactly related to that. If you are power hungry, just for the sake of it, you'll get all the people that love that signal. They'll love, like you're going to be tripping all the wires of all the most demonic in a negative sense, power-hungry forces or entities in the universe. Now, when I say the universe, I don't know what that actually means other than <laughs> other than it seems like we are in some sort of informational space hmm. and that we are in this limited, tiny, third-dimensional 
construct that is like a little tiny, tiny little speck, the tip of the iceberg of this big, big process going on. Now, is that part of your mind? Absolutely. Uh, but do they have their own agency? It seems like they do. Um, and so this is sort of the, the next level of the game. I personally have tried to not dive into that um, because that is when people get into deep, 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 deep trouble. Because if they come to you and they actually deliver on the promise, then you have to keep feeding that monster. That's the Faustian bargain. Fuck. Yes. You will make the most beautiful piece of poetry and you'll be uh, known forever. But you sold your soul for it. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that's, uh, that's why I'm scared of Ouija boards. <laughs> so funny thing about Ouija boards, and this is part of this, is... Um, is uh, my fa- the reason why I got into this is from my grandmother who, um, in timing wise, uh, we thought that she might have actually might have passed away, uh, or she was uh, she was it was on death's door essentially uh, earlier this week, and she's fine now. She, she's she's recovering, but um, that's my heart. Uh, as far as a hero, that's my hero. My grand my grandmother, my father's side, uh, Meme as we French as we nice. call her. Um, she she was the one that. Uh, Got into mysticism, you know. It was all the uh, 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 it was all the rage. I mean, if, if we, we weren't taught this in school because this is a bit too dangerous information, but in the 19th century, especially American and and European society, but especially um, American gentry or upper class, was obsessed with spiritualism. Meaning, so you're talking about like the late 1800s, all through the 1800s, okay, the gotcha. mid, all, all throughout the 1800s, it was all the rage to do seances and the idea of the Ouija board type thing. Really? And, uh, oh, it was okay. huge. It was a huge, especially amongst the intellectual class. How interesting, right? You can actually talk to spirits and things. Oh my gosh. Mm. And at that time we weren't so down in the material rabbit hole. So the permissiveness of their um, worldview and their paradigm allowed it. Okay. In fact, it was courage. I mean, if you if you knew there was angels in your Judeo-Christian paradigm, uh, all uh, the faiths all all say that there are other entities. There's not. I don't know a single faith, uh, any religion or anything that doesn't have other actual sp- spirits or other, or non corporeal entities that a human that is physical can actually engage with. Hmm. That it seems to be a pretty common thing. So I don't think all these people uh, were making something up. Um, it seems very clear that they weren't. Um, uh, fast forwarding, my grandmother got into Theosophical Society. That was a real big thing at the turn of the 20th century. That actually was the, uh, unfortunately, that was actually leveraged uh, as the as some of the metaphysical precepts for what allowed for uh, the Nazism to happen. Because, it, uh, yep, yep, Theosophy was done by this woman called Madame Blavatsky, and it was essentially this... <sighs> This program by the Royal Freemasonic, the Royal Freemasonic Society of Britain, to to go out into the world and to go into Tibet and to and to and to uh, basically back up uh, Freemasonic and Kabbalistic teachings and uh, their backbone of what they you know magic, the practice of magic. Uh, let's not let's not Freemas Freemasonry and witchcraft. There are no differences. There are none. The way they initiate you, all the pledges you do, the sort of the the uh, the Freemasons are just more obsessed with the builder motif. So they'll they'll bring you through geometry and math and things like that. Where the Nate, where the more w- traditional like witchcraft and Wicca and things like that, and more adult uh, dark occult things, they go pretty deep into sex magic because that's that's by far the most powerful magic that any of all the universe. There is nothing more powerful than than sex magic. So. They just go and and 
sex is not necessarily just with a human, but it's the it's it's the whole idea of eros of like a nature, you know, like, so it'd be, you know, uh, for witches, you know, they're, they're a bunch of women's come together, not having sex with each other, but they're, they can get into orgiastic states, uh, by maybe even taking some substances, but they get into sort of a trance and they're trying to up their sort of their serpent energy, the Kundalini, their, their sexual energy. And then they're, yeah, know, man, it's called a women's circle. Okay? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> And on full moons and to be in sync with it. And, and it's and it's more about being in communion or in divine love with the whole system itself. Um, Ouija boards. So why, why this is a trap and anyone listening to this, especially if you've been taking yoga and, and, you, and you're starting to unlock maybe um, this sort of uh, this sort of spiritual or third eye sight or, or just uh, to start seeing some, let's just call it metaphysical uh, power in your life. Um once you are exposed to anything or something or like in the Ouija board, you, you whatever it tells you, you can't unhear it. Hmm. So if it tells you you're the reincarnation of so-and-so, you can't unhear that. And how would you ever prove it? Um, where, how developed is your own science behind it, how it all works? Because it might be that you... Um, it might be that some great person is a combination of like 2,000 individual soul constructs. Like you might be playing the part of some small function in the cognitive, whole cognitive cognition of say a great emperor one day or something like that. But, you do, but in the Ouija board, it's not going to explain that to you. It's just going to give you something <laughs> simple. But also because it, there's, there's always the trickster and the fool because we are all the fool in the system. We're all playing the fool is the zero card in the tarot. We are all playing this game of the fool, of ignorance. We don't know. And so the only way to learn is to know that you're the fool and to walk into these places that you know you're ignorant. But there's the other side of it, and the dark side of the fool is the trickster because that is a, it means that you prey on the ignorance of other fools, mm. and that's a power in that. And so the jester can, can, both, it can both be the, 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 the agent of chaos um, and also can bring order by levity or laughter in the right way and to bring actually some wisdom to, to the situation. Um, so for the Ouija boards, my grandmother, they did the Ouija board for decades. Um, and they did it in the, uh, I would say, the more uh, correct or traditional way, which is you don't touch the actual piece. It moves based on uh, the spirit. Ooh. So my father, my grandfather would be the power, as it would be called. And he would put his hands by it. Kind of like you're doing like a Reiki. I, I, I'm a I, I, um, I'm a Reiki to a tune, Reiki to a tune person. I did Reiki for a while yeah. when I was an early in the yoga thing. It's kind of the similar thing. You 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 still yourself. Um, you you whatever you need to do to get in that place, and you kind of just put your hands over the piece. My grandmother would be the person that, and he would close his eyes. My grandfather person would write down stuff, and in cool and in a cool way, a lot of stuff was written down on the board itself, which we have as a family heirloom. Nice. Yeah. And so a lot of it, and so they would do it for a few decades. And I don't know how often, I don't think it was like, we did it every weekend. I think it was sort of just ever so often it would happen. And what they report is that it was very clear that there was three distinct spirits and they each had their tenure. Um, it would be like for 10 years, it'd be like this one. And then all of a sudden it'd be gone and it'd be a different one. And their only intuition about it or feeling is that maybe it was, um, it was people in the family not yet born yet. Or oh, shit. some sort of ancestors or spirits because they had, they had clear personalities and, and it seemed to be cl- people that were 
karmically interested in in our Duggar family line. The most consequential part of that for me and why this is brought up and, and why this is a, a warning is that uh, they, there was only one ever famous person that was ever mentioned uh, and that, that anyone was related to, and that was with me. Uh, the only other famous thing that was related to was an event. Um, it was like a French vessel that 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 a lot of people drowned. And the part of the story is that maybe my grandfather and my dad drowned together in that ship. And so we're we're kind of tied in this karmically thing of being together in these lifetimes. I was born um, drowning uh, with both of my uh, full double ammonia. I was breaching opposite way. I was coming out the opposite way. Uh, the thing was wrapped, the was wrapped around my throat. And I was a whole month early. Um, I also, my mom was on birth control at the time. I was not, so I was not supposed to be here. Um, and so, anyway, the uh, the person that they said that that I was was in a previous life was Charlemagne. So, so if you hmm. don't know Charlemagne, Charles the Great, he's known basically as the as the grandfather of Europe. Um, he took the uh, his father was the. Basically, was the CEO of the Merovingian dynasty. The Merovingian dynasty was the Frankish rulers for a long, long time. They actually claimed that they were the direct descendants of like Jesus himself. Okay, so this is their this is their uh, storyline that they're going with. They're called Merovingians because I think it's Mero is hair, um, long hair. Because part of their thing is that if you ever if their hair was ever a prince, a Merovingian prince, if their hair was ever cut, they can never rule. Because they believed that if that it was taking away essentially their um, pure connection to their their divine lineage, essentially, and this okay. is this is where the idea of the divine right of kings comes in. All this stuff that, that there is, it seems weird, uh, you know. A side tangent: it seems in all of the histories, of, especially in all the royal societies, the project seems to be that there are certain bloodlines that are a different type of creature or being or something, usually re- related to our creator gods. Um, that they're all trying to stay as pure as possible. They're trying to they're trying to not lose or degrade this DNA because you could just think of DNA as quantum as quantum programming. I was going to ask you about that actually. Quantum programming. All right, go on. So a, a quantum computer, just like your DNA, there's only four quantum states: uh, plus 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 negative 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 and and negative plus. There's only four uh, nucleotides of the of the DNA: mm-hmm. A C T G. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. It, it, so uh, it, it explains how uh, a, a piece of information or let's just say uh, a singular monadic God could be at all places at all times Okay. because it, because everything can exist in a super state of not being up or down. It can, so everything, if it's in existence, that means it has a vote of being up or down or on or off. But if it doesn't have to be in vote, that means that it's actually just itself. The origin. It's just zero, there. Zero. It's just, it's just the wave. It's the standing wave of creation. Mm-hmm. That doesn't cost any energy to be there because it's it's just it's it's in it it's in its right place. Ohm. Yes, exactly. It's <laughs> in Nome. It doesn't need to, it's in the golden fucking spiral. It's fucking good. It's yeah. still. It's the it's the stillness. Um and so from a quantum perspective, and once again to tie it back in this reincarnation thing, my my grandfather, because they did this so seriously and intensely that that they they were so my grandfather was so convinced that I was the reincarnation of Charlemagne that I think upon my birth or so ha- that they were they went to France and bought his ceremonial sword, and so his ceremonial sword was was housed and kept in a place of honor in my grandfather's office and his 
And I never, well, I never knew about this. Oh, shit. I was not even told about this. Yeah. So this is, all I knew is that was my sword. I don't know why, and my grandfather raised me from about, uh, you know, one to five during the day. Um, He was a mason for a little bit, but he was, was, his whole life was in the Coast Guard. That's why I joined the Coast Guard. He retired Mm -hmm. Coast Guard. Um, He joined during World War II. Uh, funny thing about him, uh, he, he went to go join the Navy and, uh, the Navy and the Coast Guard office right next to each other. The Navy office had a big ass line and he goes, there's no line next door. And he didn't know it was the Coast Guard. He just said, oh, there's two lines for recruiting or whatever. And he, and he, he hated lines. He was a hobo. He, this is, oh, this is like during the depression era, he actually rode the rails. That's what it meant to be a hobo. He's from Arkansas. Um, I don't know. We have no idea about that time in his life. He never talked about it. My fa- he was, he was very, uh, not forthright, uh, for, you know, forthcoming yeah. with uh, a lot of the, his past, especially mm-hmm. in the Coast Guard, seeing things, you know, there was no such thing as PTSD, um, especially for people that didn't see direct combat. combat. So it's like, uh, you know, what happens when like, uh, you know, uh, another ship, because um, they're saving people or something and they all die or there's, some, you know, everyone in, everyone in right next to you in your base, they're all dead on some ship. That happened to him. So, uh, the, the, these guys carried that shit, uh, and didn't complain or even said it to anybody, um, let alone, uh, make a big fuss. Stuff it down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Stoic, 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 stoic warriors I is what we had. Bet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this fucking ceremonial sword is just in my life. I don't know what it is. I don't get told about it. I, uh, he, he, he called, he would call me Charlie. You'd call me Charlie as a fucking, I would not know. They go, sorry, Charlie, say shit like that. I don't know any of this shit. So anyway, he dies when I'm probably like, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years old. And then, um, and so it doesn't really get talked about. It's there. And I finally get access to it maybe when I'm, um, I don't know, like late teenage years or something like that. Maybe even, maybe actually after college, I wasn't even trusted with it until maybe after college. Uh, and so... I was finally told the story of why uh, this reincarnation thing. And I had to have been maybe 22, 23 years old, maybe something like that. And at that time, I already was way deep, way deep into all metaphysics, all this stuff, all, all of it, all of it, trying to figure all of this out. Everything I talked to you today, I was fucking deep in it starting at 21 years. Yeah, 21 years old. Um, and so you're in this weird conundrum of you're like, OK, well, who is this guy? So. I uh, can't unhear that. You can't unhear it. So you have to figure it out. Like how, how mm-hmm. legit is this? And so, you know, you, you go, I found his most comprehensive biography ever made and I listened to it. And, you know, you have, you're in this weird place. If you're like, this is me. Like every, you know, you look at your life, you're like every single thing in my life is a reflection of the exact uh, cognitive mental space that this dude lived Every single decision that he made about how he would do something creatively or solve a problem is exactly how I feel in every single thing that I've ever done. Uh, my my Lieutenant Colonel Grant, uh, aunt, uh, I told her when I was like six years old that I was gonna I wanted to be the Secretary of Defense because I was designing and I was designing and doing all this all this weaponry, kind of like Leonardo da Vinci style. I was creating like weapons of war and all this kind of stuff, and um, and so she actually brought me when I was maybe 10, maybe 10 years old, uh, I got, I got to meet like the uh, joint chief of staff. I got to hear him speak. I I met some senators and other people like that. I was in DC for this. Um, and so I, um, from, (laughs) I never not thought that I was going to be 
uh, uh, the world leader. I've never, and not necessarily like I needed to be the winner or the, the leader. And it's just more like uh, you better not do anything that disqualifies you from being president of the United States. That's mm-hmm. how I, that's, that was my barometer my entire life. Am I, am I acting in a way that would disqualify me from being the ultimate leader of anything, of any system, of anything, of any time, of any empire, anything? Um, yeah. So Damn. as far as the Charlemagne thing, it's like, uh, in my metaphysics, uh, it doesn't even have to happen that that was my person. This is my warning, and it comes a quantum computing. We know for for sure quantum how quantum communication exists. That Chinese spy balloon, they use quantum communication from uh, using. I, I don't even know really how it works, but they under the other than entanglement, they use quant. They use the, the laws of quantum entanglement, which means you st- you take two electrons and you spin them the exact same spin, which means they're on the exact same number, the exact same frequency, it, and then once they're bonded together, any change in one, it's the perfect exact change in the other. So mm. you can imagine how it. That's how all of interdimensional civilizations of beings would communicate. You don't need two thousand years for your radio message to reach. Alpha Centauri, it's an instant communication over any place in the galaxy, maybe even other dimensions. You just have to have the right math. That's it. So if you want to look at past lives, future lives, all lives, all lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go. Yeah. The, this, the fact that this um, context was brought into my quantum reality, let's say, in this game, opens up a bridge of communication with this cat that was that that was crowned, I think, in the year 800. He became the first um, Holy Roman Emperor uh, after the, all the Roman uh, emperors of old. The Roman Empire collapsed and it split into two, and then there was this period of darkness and all this, and the and he was crowned uh, the first Holy Roman Empire by Pope Leo II on Christmas Day. All right. Um, I forgot I was going with that story. Well, can I ask you? Oh, quantum com- question. Oh, yeah. yeah, quantum communication. So okay. anyway, just to finish that sure. real quick. Uh-huh. So if I have a sword, I have a sort of a, a, a totem. I have a talisman. I have, a, I have something that was perfectly a replica. It doesn't feel exactly right because it's, it's not going to be the same quality. It's not full pure gold or whatever it is, but it is the same exact look, filigree, the structure of it, all of it. It's, it's a actually badass. It's a ceremonial sword. So this was like the, there's magic sword. This was, this was the, this was the emperor's magic wand. Essentially he would knight everybody, everything that was spiritual. And this guy was really spiritual. This is what, this is the thing that he would, that this is what he would use. And so if I'm a spiritual dude or in some time in my life, I'm in contact with this idea, this, this mental construct that this totem is, is putting forth, then it stands to reason then that um, we are in quantum communication with each other. Now, you'd say, well, why would that, why would it be a benefit to the system? Why would it be a benefit for Charlemagne to be tapped into my brain? Well, think about it. If you're tapped into a, a, a brain of a, of a being that is existing in some future time that has all knowledge, uh, that can that can that that has been able to have the benefit of all of history, all this information. Uh, um, it would stand to reason that if someone was praying to the system itself all the time for wisdom and knowledge and learning and how to lead people, then it would reach into the reservoir who to call, 
and you would go to probably leaders and anybody in your network that has similar uh, cognitive functions that would help you. Now, why would it benefit me? Okay, so I'm learning all this stuff. I'm doing all this. I'm training like a warrior every day. I, I you know, I'm doing sword stuff. I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm, I'm like that. Mo- I'm stuck in a loop of doing mostly this like martial arts training all day, every day. That's like a mix of yoga and martial arts with swords and weapons. Plus deep intellectual work. Yes, yes, yes. To, to I, uh, for me, it's like um, I'm a I'm a three X Leo. So Sun, uh, Sun, Mars, and Mercury are all in Leo. Um, I have to, I have to be completely in the zeitgeist. Uh, for me, if I don't, if I can't walk up to anybody on the planet and I mean anybody, the, 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 any world leader right now, I, I feel confident that, um, I can't have a conversation or a dialogue that's productive or generative and earn the respect of the other person in almost any subject in existence. And that is from a, a leadership ethos. I think that is what leadership is. Hmm. You, because a leader must see if you if a leader doesn't have the information, then you're you're making decisions in a fog of war. Only you can't make you're never going to make probably a better decision uh, in ignorance than you are with more knowledge other than luck, other than some. But it's not logical. It's 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 just luck. It's intuition. Maybe that's like the spirits with you, you know. Um, and so for me, why would it be beneficial to be quantumly connected to Charlemagne? Well, that dude actually had to go on never-ending campaigns, never-ending decisions. There was no other decision-maker. Constant leadership. And 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 as known as uh, one of the best of all time, which means he had to, he had a really, really long reign. Um, and uh, he had a lot of love in his life. Um, he was unique in that he never let his daughters marry anybody uh, that they didn't want to. He didn't, he didn't marry them off to other princes or anything. He allowed them to marry lords within his own thing because he wanted them around and he wanted their happiness to be ultimate so i think he had four daughters or something like that um so this is kind of the this guy was like just next level leader that's pretty cool yeah Yeah, because that practice was really popular for those that aren't really history buffs is like marry your daughters to consolidate empires not even for kings that was just that's what all dads of all women's did like like like, uh arranging a marriage for your daughter was the most was the most valuable thing that you could do and that guy changed the script he he well he signaled to all the other rulers that yo i'm so powerful and i'm so confident and and actually my spiritual feeling about how i feel about my own family is more important than um i have some favor in some faraway land because i might want to call on you for an army one time because i have some problem with some other loser around the way so so i feel at this point i'm in a I'm in a quantum communication relationship between me and this and this dude. Um, everything in my life is actually a mirror of what this guy what this guy is doing. So I feel like we are in this uh, mutual evolution of trying to figure out um, how to build civilization. He mm. built a civilization coming out of the Dark Ages, uh, post uh, the Roman Empire uh, of the Roman uh, the Pax Romana, really, the Roman world order. And I'm trying to do that now uh, of what I consider uh, a re-emerging out of the dark ages of this po- post-World War II. Pax Americana? Yes. Oh. Well, well, actually, no. Well, they call Pax Americana that I'm calling the Pax Americana the actual dark ages. Okay. Because the Pax Americana was post-World uh, War II. Okay. And I think all of the indulgences uh, of Pax Americana has now put us in our point of weakness. And now we are in a point where, okay... We have all this new 21st century technological tools. How do we reimagine civilization 
uh, utilizing all of these tools and what we have available to us, but uh, and not in a way that the Fortune 100 is going to try to do, which is to further me- uh, mechanize us, further make us uh, an, an, uh, a cog in a wheel. Um, how do we take this technology and actually give us freedom from it? How do we take this technology and take away the tedium of, of everyone's life? Uh, how do we uh, augment the human? Um, instead of it being scared of a Terminator Skynet, what if it's far more your better friend or ally than a dog could ever be? That's what I'm building. That's what I'm trying to do. That's 3PO. Way more powerful than that, <laughs> yeah, than that loser. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Damn, bro. That's that. After you heard that, after you learned that information, I'm sure there was. Um, I don't want to call it a burden, but definitely like a, like a big responsibility that you felt like you had a mission to carry out. You think you're, are you saying from the Charlemagne thing? Yeah. Um, I already had, I, I never not had that mission. So the Charlemagne thing was more like a confirmation, not a confirmation. I I think it's more of like a trap. Oh, it's more like a, it's more like a, a, a mystic magical trap. Okay. Because I am a unique thing that, uh, that all of our civilization, as I am aware of it, was trying to guard against, mm. which is the, the, the profane. I'm considered the profane because I'm uninitiated in the proper um, occult, magical orders uh, and, and knowledge school, mystery schools. Mm. Because, because, and, and I understand why. Because when you, but we're in a different age. That was the Piscean age when everything had to be hidden and secluded. Because if you were given, uh, so in Judaism, um, where Kabbalah, where Kabbalah really is um, has been uh, the, the the primary uh, programming language that they have been, um, that's their highest art and science is is Kabbalah, and it's really not theirs. It comes from Atlantean or whatever whatever our creators are. It's been in every single stone relief and every single thing. It's Sumerian. It's in Sumerian pictographic things. It's it's it, this is just this is just the the creator codes of relation. The, this Kabbalistic system. Kabbalah is from where? Kabbalah. Judeo Christian. Uh, it's not Christian. Uh, mm. Kabbalah comes from um, the, the 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 Jewish uh, tradition, mystic tradition. Okay. And <clears throat> I bring it up because they had a rule that the father could only teach Kabbalah to the oldest son and only, and only to one. And the idea behind it is that, and, and this it can expand to all of this, uh, to any, um, let's just say, occult uh, knowledge or especially anything that we can say um, activates cities or anything that's uh, metaphysical, that's beyond n- the, the natural, the natural going, comings and goings of, of, of an everyday person in their life. Basically, like a muggle versus you're a wizard. I mean, that's really that's really the line. Um, Because if you know these codes, if you understand that all of the power that is available to us is, first of all, is is pretty much infinite. There, I mean, the 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 well of power that's available to us is, I mean, just for anybody here, especially all you vets out there, um, uh, feel road rage or rage. When's the last time you felt rage? When's the last time you got triggered? Uh, it felt like a, a bottomless well of, of power there, right? It, 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 the dark side, it's, it's bottomless. It's, it's infinite. It, it, you can tap into uh, the full fire of, of the spirit at any time. Going berserk. Uh, going berserk, yes. Uh, so um, 
I forgot where we were going with that. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah. yes, yes. So, so uh, allowing someone, let's just say, um, ambitious to have these sort of creator codes can lead to a lot of trouble, especially in mm. a land in a time where people were very tapped into the metaphysical. There weren't muggles. There was there there was never a time where there was muggles until like just recently. The industrial age was the first time where they purposely, purposely took away all things spiritual, spiritual, all things mm. essential, all things etheric. This was actually on purpose by the Rockefeller family and the Rockefeller whole uh, system of control that they were implementing. They, they took, it was very simple, not to go real deep into it, but they took the Prussian model, the Prussian, uh, the Pr- Prussia, uh, Prussia historically was a, a Germanic, a Germanic military style civilization, let's call it, or yes. And, um, and they were so excellent at military, um, that, uh, a big push was had to have them uh, have to be sort of wiped out during World War one. Cause they were with uh, Germany and I might be missing this up, but the point with Prussia was that, um, what they figured out is that the bet to, to keep a, the best soldier, and the best military person for all for officer and the whole system is you make them just educated enough to follow orders but you do, but you don't make them any more smart to be able to question things or to think think out a little outside the box and so what is happening right around the same time the industrial age and so the rockefellers go genius Let's take that and make the entire American education system like that. His school? School, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And so what they also did to solidify it was they created this idea of the, of the um, expert. That's, there was no thing as an expert. Like, so they created this thing of, of the lab coat. I wear this, I don this uniform. I got this degree. Degrees come from masonry. That's mm. why you wear uh, your diploma hat is a is a crafting tool in masonry. Ooh, it's all, right. all yes, it's all deg- you earn a degree. You're right. You earn a and then you earn a master's degree. It's all it's all Freemasonry people. It's all just go go read that and you'll know what this game is basically built upon. The pageantry of this game, let's just I say. Should, I should, yeah. So Or I could just talk to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um <laughs> So anyhow, so there's basically what we, the nightmare, and to kind of bring this back into where we find ourselves in the challenge, is that very smart people that had, that was privy to knowledge, especially historical knowledge, um, and then add in actual um, metaphysical, and I would say that they made, that they approached it as a science um, around, around the end of the 19th century, uh, Prussian industrialists, actually, uh, got very interested in the Mahabharata and the old Vedic texts because mm. of the Vamanas mm. and the flying vehicles. And so there was all these Prussian industrialists uh, got all the top minds and engineers to to basically reverse engineer flying machines called AKA Vamanas in the stories. And we take that for granted because we're so familiar with planes. But at that time, no Wright brothers. There, no, none. No, mm-hmm. Nope, nope, nope. And it wasn't flying aerodynamics with propellers. No, no. they were using, <laughs> it was electro, um, they were using electromagnetism uh, and, and what they figured out was, or electrogravitics as we would call it now, but it's really simple. the The ancient world, and and it can solve it can solve a lot of mysteries for you. Is that they realized that mercury 
is is a very 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 special uh, substance. Mm. It 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 it, it uh, is a fluid at room temperature. So if you have something that can uh, rotate a magnet that can go around and around and around and around, then all of a sudden you have a um, a capacitor for electricity, a conductive a capacitor like the liquid metal running in a spin, which causes a uh, an, basically an electromagnetic field or a bubble to surround the source of that of that uh, spin. Holy shit! And okay. that and and that bubble, that electromagnetic bubble, bends time space. Mm. It allow it, it it lessens the actual uh, force of gravity. Allows it to levitate. It allows it to levitate. As long as if you draw electricity in the opposite direction of the vector of of gravity, it will lighten the load. (laughs) And then all it can do is you steer it in in a particular vortex, and all of a sudden you are seeming like going forward or side to side. But really you're just you're you're (laughs) you're just kind of floating on the the ether essentially you're 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 making yourself all of a sudden instead of an air it's more you're kind of more operating like you're on a liquid and so that's what uh ancient world was using that's what all these pyramids are they're using what they know about uh mineral science like quartz and crystals that Mm -hmm. that can that can basically generate as much electricity as possible and they're using the earth as a capacitor to generate as much electricity as possible so that and then actually connect it to all the stars and the sun, so that our whole time system is based on, on on electrical cycles, like 60 seconds, 24. Our whole time system is based on electric cycles, hmm. and it's because they're trying to make all of us in sync with the natural electromagnetism of our physical s- simulated construct. So it's more organized than we think it is. <laughs> this whole thing is is multi thousand year pageantries. Oh, really? I mean, if you know, yeah, the the previous pageantry was the Piscean Age. So what did they what did they throw out as the as the as the as the theater story? What did, what was the story? Uh, the Michael Jordan of all Jews became um, the one, the only Messiach in their entire in their entire history of Messiachs because they have a long tradition of many of many messiahs that are supposed to come along. Uh, this one just had to have been anomalous because all of other the messiachs is the proper name in Hebrew. All of the other messiachs in their history was always about rise, <laughs> being a rebel rouser and not being peaceful, but actually raising up a sword, gathering all the people to go up against empires because they always have empires like the Persian empires, the Babylonians. All these people, the are, Detroit Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> they're always trying to they're always dominating these more nomadic judaic people you tell so, me the original mj was messiah jesus <laughs> bro come on let's go yeah yo <laughs> so what so what's smart so what's smart so what would be smart so you go okay we know that in the sun's um it's it's story because we know it travels in this procession of the equinoxes and uh whatever age we're in is essentially just where is when the sun rises uh, for 2,200 and something years, uh, when it rises at a particular time, it's rising in uh, right uh, in Pisces. That it's just it's lined up, and that's where we get an age from. And so now we're about to. It's a little bit of exactly when this is, but we're essentially in the transition of where we're hitting this now. This new Aquarian uh, system that we're really going in. Yeah, because they don't have borders like the U.S. and Mexico. Exactly, but it is a different region of the sky. Yes, and you Space, can just, yeah. and you can just think of it like a dial on a radio receiver. We're mm-hmm. going from ninety two point five FM to uh, ninety six point seven. 
it's it's uh, when you turn on, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm still listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. I'm still listening to music. Some static, maybe some mixed signals from different. Yeah. But after you get to a certain tune, it's definitely the station. Yes. I see. And, and but but from our perspective, we're like, yeah, we're still turning on the radio and listening to music and dancing and, and, and we do it together. I mean, what has changed? But since it happens over a little bit of time, we're that frog in the water. You don't you don't see the change. But but in this but this is a little different because this is the Aquarian age. This is this is all of a sudden where it's like we're in the deepest ignorance of Pis- of Pisces. We're in the most illusion. And then all of a sudden, a small amount of us. That's what this whole thing about the one hundred and forty four thousand will be saved. That, that it's, mm-hmm. it's a it's twelve times twelve is one hundred and forty four. Mm-hmm. Um, twelve is related to Jupiter. It's real, and but it's but twelve is and Jupiter is related to what lightning bolt. Um, and it's the twelve because if you look at a magnetron, you it, it requires it requires. I don't know what a magnetron is. A, magne, a magnetron is something that can generate an, uh, an electromagnetic field. Let's say okay. and I might be a little bit off on the, some of this technology that, terminology, okay. but, but, but the general concept enough. is happening. And how it works is that there's 12 potential spots where um, it can be on, okay? Mm-hmm. There's 11 off and one on. And and if you move that, which one's going to be on in a circle, then you that's how you can generate the, field and makes generate the, the spin. I see. So you don't have, yes. So, and it's related to the dodecahedron. There are 12 pentagons that form together perfectly to form the dodecahedron, which is one of the five platonic solids, which, are, which is the only five structures in reality um, that are the five elements. That's why that's why we where we get this all from, and they all can fit into each other. And the and the ether is, or the dodecahedron is actually the most. We said the octagon was the most it can fill in in a in a um, space in a polygon in a two mm-hmm. D polygon sphere. Yeah. Well, the dodecahedron is the is the only structure that uh, qualifies as a platonic solid, which has the same amount of angles. Each one is the same amount of angles and the same shape. That fills the most space in a sphere of any other solid structure we have. Okay. And that's why it's related to the ether because it's the carrier structure of all information possible. Mm. And it has twelve pentagons that interlace meaning it has 12 aspects or 12 ways that information can filter through into the center which is where it all has to ultimately um make sense of itself as in the i am or the ein sof or the aleph or the observer the, zero, the zero. monad the zero, the origin. zero. Yeah. exactly the you are here <laughs> you, yes yes uh yeah the here and now um and so that's why 12, uh, 12 signs of the Zodiac, everything's related to 12 because once again, it's related to um, electricity and cycles of time. In terms of age, what number age? Like is is a, is Pisces three? Is it two? Is it one? What do you mean by that in age? Um, so let's say, a, I imagine that there's like a an order like one through 12 in terms of ages that the procession moves through. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so the, um, as I was describing before, you can look at the, your body. A big secret is we are just a shard of the sun, the local sun. And the local sun is a shard of all, of all light. Hmm. And so it's the, it's the micro, it's the microcosm within the macrocosm. And that's why 11 is the big, a uh, number that everyone is is all magical, you know, because it's five plus six. Eleven, eleven. Yes, exactly. It's 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 the microcosm within the macrocosmic six equals eleven. Mm. So it's so it's it's that when it's five and six, that means it's a perfect unity between a microscopic holographic expression of the whole. Mm. 
So, you, um, where, where are we getting at? What are we getting at? Well, I have a direction I'd be curious about. Okay, okay. And that's like the concept of us being all one. Yes. And us being also an individual amongst an all one. Eat blurp. <laughs> and if there are not just all the people which are alive right now, which we are all one a part of, but also as a part of an intelligence, which can also travel through time, say Charles to you, or the collective knowledge that we have stored in our DNA and then pass along to us in a material sense. There's a, an awareness that begins to develop. And what do we do with that awareness? And what is it that we all then are making our way towards was kind of the direction I felt like you were going with yep. it. Okay. I totally remember where we're going. So, sure. so how the body is a, as a, as a mini expression of the local sun. And so, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you can take your body and do a sine wave over your body. That sine wave, you, if you made it into a circle, that would be the, the zodiacal wheel. Hmm. So, and, and if you looked at the the year itself, it's based on this cycle, this sine wave of sort of this up and down uh, thing. So when it comes to your body, it's uh, the iconic or the motif of the zodiac is uh, sort of twofold. It's both attached to the body in a sine wave, starting with um, at the very at the very bottom is Pisces, and the very top is Aries. Okay, Aries is the beginning. It's it's the ram. It's the beginning of the of the chart. Um, uh, it's represented A L F. Um, so those, so where where we get the uh, the letter A, the the symbol of it is is actually the head. Think of it opposite, not going uh, down to up, but maybe up the uh, the inverted. It's mm-hmm. the head of an ox. Mm. It's pulling the rest of the whole alphabet. Oh, okay, gotcha. It's 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 it's, it's the it's the mental plane. Yeah, <laughs> I see. Yeah. yeah, creating that vector more or less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, if you do a sine wave, it begins in Aries, the head. Um, and if you know any uh, sun sign people that are Aries, just take a look at them and you'll know they'll have a little bit of a, a flattened face above, uh, uh, and it's a little bit wider in their, in their big foreheads. And so you'll note, okay, and I'll keep going. So as it goes, it goes Aries, the Taurus, your throat. Um the bull, um, uh, Taurus is represented of the, of the actual physical plane itself. And, and this, as the, as a blue color here, it's, I basically it's, it's thing is I speak, um, I speak existence into reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, as we keep going down, it's Gemini and the lungs and it keeps going in the Virgo and the intestines. There's uh, cancer is the chest. Um, I'm going a little out of order, but it go uh, another an, an obvious one is uh, Scorpio, which is the coccyx, um, the end, you know the end of your uh, the tail end of your spine. A little story about that to kind of give you what the, where their mind was at in sort of a, a lock into the metaphors they're using. Um, Scorpio is not um, just known as the scorpion. That's it's actually there's actually multiple um, animals, and what they're trying to represent is uh, it goes from a progression of the scorpion to uh, a serpent, to an eagle, to a phoenix. And you can look at it like, and that's why a Scorpio is related, is, is, um, is related to um, the fixed water sign. 
or south in in a uh, in a certain zodiacal structures. Uh, it's, it, it, so it's the fixed water sign. So it's the it's the it's the whereas the fixed fire, which is Leo, means that it's always on. It's on. That's it. the way the system works. It goes cardinal, fixed, mutable. So you just it's all electricity. Everything is electricity. They're just using anthropomorphizations and metaphor to just ex- describe from a human's perspective and from a, a nat- from nature's perspective uh, how electromagnetism works, but especially how plasma metaphysics works hmm. and how it interacts between uh, basically the stars and us and how it manifests both. Um, from a sort of a magical, I'm a priest and I'm trying to do something versus just natural occurrences that uh, we have to deal with or, or signs to look out for, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and would that be like to the right? To the right. Yeah, so if like Scorpio is at the water at the south, Leo always on would be which way? It's north. North, okay, So, gotcha. so it's, that's why they're opposites. Ah, One's always on and then I the see. water is the yeah. container, is the container. Mm. So... Um, and so Scorpio represents transformation. And so whatever your, um, planet is in Scorpio in your birth chart, that is a key signifier about how, how, uh, you as an individual, um, what your evolutionary process is. So everybody ask your mom what time you were born and oh, yeah. download CoStar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll know every everything you ever want to know about yourself will be in your birth chart if you know how to read it right. Uh, mm. You know, uh, that, that's that's funny coming from some sort of San Diegan person here. But so I can tell a couple of dudes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I can say from uh, deeply studying, and I'll explain in a second. So, um, so Scorpio, and this is sort of a once again a key to the system. It begins with a scorpion because it, 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 what is a scorpion? It, it uses its body, its physical body, its whole physical body to its tail to, to protect itself. Mm -hmm. So the whole structure of its tail is nothing other than protection, which means it's, um, it's concerned most about the material world, the scorpion. Once that would be the muggle. Once you start getting doused in the or baptized in the waters of truth, you then it 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 means that you begin to see the motion of the ocean. You get to be you get to see the you get to see the motion of the system. Whereas before you're just reactive and you're just you're just in the wave. You're 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 ignorant. You're you're ignorant that you're act that there is a uh, you're part of a larger system or a mechanism. And so you have a perception that there is an ether or there, there's a water. That means that you become the serpent. You can uh, flow without um, deception. So uh, simply like a serpent, and why it's always with, with knowledge too, is that a serpent can't lie to you other than its speech. Because a serpent has no way to articulate itself other than just its third eye. It's just a, it's just, all it is is a spinal cord. Mm. If you look at us, that's all it is. It's mm. a, it's an eating spinal, it's an eating shitting spinal cord. <laughs> that's yeah. all it is. So that's why it's the most, that's why it's always associated with knowledge or wisdom because it's the, it's the closest thing we know to an animal that is, that would be perf, perfect 
with spirit or in union with spirit. That's why in spiritual things, if we raise our kundalini or we're raising our fire, individual fire, it's always the serpent rising, the serpent rising. Mm -hmm. Because it's the sine wave is moving faster or with more amplitude or just there's more, more, more. And the only way you get there is by doing something truthful. If you're lying or deceiving, um, if you're being a trickster, you could see the energy going because you could see the lie being effective. Mm. So you can be a serpent and you can, and, and you can see the, the waters and you can see more of the environment. But once again, you can, you can prey upon other people's ignorance, mm-hmm. the, old scor- the other scorpions. <clears throat> once, you div- once you then realize that karma is real, and what I mean by that is that uh, as you speak, it becomes reality. Um, any uh, perturbation in the mental plane that you are somehow associated or connected to, like a magic mirror, will come back to you. We're putting we're putting out uh, disturbances. We're putting out a signal out there, and the system will respond. You gain your wings, which means. If you see wings in iconography or spiritual iconography, it, it typically, and especially from a, a, a European, middle-aged European uh, milieu or motif, it's usually related that they achieved the great work. The, they, they, lions with wings on the side, uh, you, you achieved the great work. You have, um, you have captured the soul essence of the sun, essentially, the gold, and you have been able to take this raw essence and maybe infuse it into the quicksilver or into another substance. Um, that's essentially what the alchemical project was. Was that it was the it was the recognition that that pure light is uh, in all things and thinks, and that. If you are re- trying to ping or resonate with only that gold or whatever actually element you're trying to ping to, you will, just like we said with quantum entanglement, you will tap and resonate. You will make that sound. You'll make that song. If you're really trying to be golden, you'll make gold. Now, if you're avaricious and you make a lot of money, then yeah, you'll be wearing a lot of gold, but then you have all these other problems, more money, more problems. But if you're going for spiritual gold, then you might find yourself uh, in front of a lot of spiritually bankrupt people that you have to save. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I gotcha. So, so it's really like uh, how and under what pretense mm. and context you are talking to the system. Dude, you just made so much sense out of that power thing you were talking about earlier too. Where like if you have like a real quest for power, thirst for power, uh, people are going to come knocking. Hey, what's up, bro? <laughs> I hear you're in this arena. <laughs> the yeah, devil dude. will show up yeah, when you're man. at your most vulnerable. Dang. Like man. the, like the Jesus story, you know, yeah. he's, he's in the desert. He's, he's, he's the, he's at his most vulnerable. He's in his mm. most highly in the story, you know, in the, and, and funny thing about 40, 40 years in the desert, 40 was just uh, at the time it was like a, it was like a known, Oh, that's a long time. So yeah. It, it's like a life. It, like a, a, yeah, yeah, it's like a lifetime. Yeah. 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 So you spend a lifetime in the dark. Mm-hmm. And in the dark, you're tempted with the most, uh, the biggest temptation of all, which, and this is a, a actually common thing, in, especially with people uh, that get into magic, is that they, there's a tip, especially when they go deep into it, they, they report that there's always this moment. 
And people now doing ayahuasca and things like this, that they're starting to get this thing where a, a, a man and a, a beautiful man in a suit, nowadays they have this thing of this beautiful suit, offers you anything you want. Just like they said in, that, in the Jesus story. Mm-hmm. The, the, the devil comes and offers, and Lucifer comes and offers anything. Because the, the discipline thing, the spiritually disciplined thing is to go... Nah, nah. I'm not greedy. I don't. That's not a gift that I need um, to take. It's not even like I don't want to be greedy. It's mm. like I know that talking about just say let's not get too woo, but more mm. uh, quantum computer. I know that the quantum computer and how it runs is far, 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 far more intelligent in this moment than my puny consciousness brain. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And because I know that, that's that is a faith. People say a faith in God. What they're really saying is that they have a faith that the underlying intelligence that runs the entire system is uh at the end of the day good, beautiful, and wants to uh serve a higher light. Hmm. Or the light itself, let's say. Mm-hmm. And so if you know that inside then being tempted as a shortcut, using your knowledge, using your magic power, that is almost a, that is a betrayal. It's, it's actually the unforgivable sin. That's why they always have like the devil and the temptation and all this thing because that is the ultimate sin because you're, you're turning your back on potentially a, of, of actually the most, the easiest thing in the world, which is actually the most hard too, is surrender. Mm. Simple, not easy. Simple, not easy. Yeah. Because if you yeah. surrender to, say, they, people say higher power, mm-hmm. but in our context of what we're saying, you're surrendering to, in, in even more modern parlance, you're surrendering to the the large language model in the, <laughs> that, that, we're all, that we're all fucking tapping into. We're all in the chat GBD plus. G stands for God. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, yeah. Can I put a pause on this? Because yeah. I got to pee. Yeah. All right, cool. Course, all, right, yeah. all right, we'll be right back. essentially the light i would call it the hero's journey the hero's journey okay gotcha and uh the hero's journey to kind of sum it all up because we've been all over the place but i think we've been um kind of getting near it the whole time Mm -hmm. which is this is at least the way that um it seems like our tradition and the construct of uh of what uh, the people that have been running our world this is the game they seem to be playing which is this zodiacal game of uh, getting back to be, being the sun. And, you know, the Latin cross, how it's, um, how it's a little bit off-center, the, the middle bar? Well, the, what it's displaying is actually the Kabbalistic tree. And what, what, is at the, what is at that crossing point of the upper cross? That point at the at the center is actually the da'at. It's the hidden sphere, which is the center of all knowledge. And what it's saying is, and what they're doing in the Jesus iconography is, and the whole thing about it's on the cross and all this, and they nailed his feet and all, all these things, is even though the traditional way was to bind the feet and not to nail them in, because he's the Pisces, he's the fish. Also, once again, all the people, all of his disciples, his 12 zodiacal apostles, uh, they were fishermen. That's how he found them. They 
the <laughs> the pope where they bishops where uh, I forgot the name the proper name of it, but they are um, representing fish. They're they're fish hats. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So they know what time it is, literally. They know the time. That's the big secret. Where are we in time and place? And that was, that was what the temple system was about, was to, align, was to align places on the earth to be able to geosynchronize the, basically the human civilization with the bigger neighborhood, let's just call it, the celestial neighborhood. And with that, if you did have that, and especially if you were a small elite group of people like the priest class and the royalty, and if you knew that and no one else knew that, you could carve out a lot of power for yourself in a not a long amount of time, especially if you understood from a um, a overall metaphysical uh, perspective, uh, long term, you would do what seems to be what has happened, which is you create this the story of the Piscean Avatar, and then you know that the Aquarian Age is coming next, and now you know also that the Aquarian Age is one where the mind gets the universal mind, e pluribus unum, on our dollar bill, the one, talking about monadism, what else is on the dollar bill, and God we trust, there's a pyramid with an eye, come on people, come <laughs> on people, they're trying to, back to what you're saying is e pluribus unum, out of the many one. You want some weed? Yep. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and so, the whole idea is to go back to oneness. Okay. We are, we are, that, that, that's why they, that's why he said that me, I and the fa- father are one. Uh, that's what part of it is, uh, let thy eye be single and your body will f- be filled with light. It's, it's, it's that at the center of all things is the center of all things. It's the, I am presence. It's the, it's the all, it's the all, it's the da'at, it's the akasha, it's the, all of the information. But as a little human, we can't have all of the information all at once. It's hard to be everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 That can be really fucking tough. Actually. Yeah. So. So how would a system intelligently go through the same process and do the thing, but not, but, but not um, overload the individual player or the individual Xbox that we are, our bodies are? Mm-hmm. You would create a, um, a pathway, a journey, a hero's journey. And just like the hero's journey and Joseph Campbell and his work of analyzing all the myths of all time, and knowing that it's the same exact story over and over and over again and over again, which is, and it's the same exact story that they do in Disney and all the films, and it a big a best one is probably Snow White, okay, or, or sorry Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty is the by far the the the, the most over the top uh, ostentatious display of their Rosicrucian. Um, occult magic uh, background of Disney is this. And the reason why is we are all sleeping beauty. We are all asleep in our glass coffin, glass coffin, which is a physical construct of the world. The 10th sphere of the Kabbalistic, the very bottom is the, is the number 10. It's the last one and it's called Malkut or the kingdom. Okay. So we're in this glass coffin and we're waiting to get the kiss from Prince Charming. Which, who do you think is Prince Charming? Lucifer? Um, <laughs> Just kidding. Well, actually, in a way, but no. Like, well-dressed, good-looking, and, no, and well, can promise the world? Well, and I'll explain this whole thing about Lucifer, which is also a false a false thing that they, that they do. Okay. Um, He's not really white. <laughs> no, Lucifer, Lucifer is Venus. That's why it's the morning star. Lucifer was only mentioned twice, and that was in in the whole Bible and all this, and that was that was much later. 
It was never, and in the original Jewish, where they get this whole thing of Satan, it was Han Satan, which is all it meant was the adversary. Now, thinking of that. That's pretty cool. Yep. Actually, yeah. So if you were a system that is designed to uh, increase the evolution or the growth of individual souls or individual sleeping beauties, what would you do to have to stimulate that growth? What does a video game do to you? Like Diablo right now. What is, like, do you play it at all? Do you know nah, what that is? Nah, I, but I you know, know, but you know, know what it is? Diablo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what does a video game do to me? I mean, like when I play The Legend of Zelda, it puts me in a world. No, I mean, like what is the game structure of what it's doing? Like it, it puts you into a world and it gives you the bad guys at the level that you're at, but it's constantly giving you uh, the challenge that you're able to face and a little bit harder typically than mm-hmm. what you're, you're, it's trying to push you at your edge. Yeah. And there's like a quest to find like the right tools and or to level up your skills so that we can overcome this challenge so that we can be prepared for, I'm good actually for either like that local area boss or like that initial chapter in this whole book of a quest. Yes, exactly. And so in all the stories, who shows up? It's Star Wars, George Lucas ripped the, he was an acolyte of Joseph Campbell. So Star Wars is literally just taking the hero's journey and he just made a a, 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 um, a spaghetti opera. Western, a spaghetti space opera based mm-hmm. on the hero's journey. That's all it is. I mean, the whole thing is just so, it's it's like it's the simplest thing. It's actually pretty dumb how simple he actually made it compared <laughs> on what Joseph Campbell's book is. I mean, he could have made it way more better, excuse me. But the, what always happens is, the, the hero doesn't know that he's a hero. He, his normal life all of a sudden comes to some sort of end, a disruption. This is every movie you've ever watched too, by the way, everybody. He, he realizes that his order is actually, that he's not in order, that there's actually chaos in his world and that he, or the hero, let's just say from a he perspective, let's say, um, the active principle, the, the, the masculine, let's say, it goes, has to recognize that, that 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 he, that he as the person is not sufficient, <laughs> not sufficient. Yeah, and and that recognition then calls to the system, just like we said earlier. Any you stare into the abyss, it will stare back. And so, what it would be one of the most responsive and um, high integrity, uh, let's just say, functions within uh, a metaverse? It would be uh, beings, functions, applications, algorithms that recognize the students when they're ready to learn or to go on the spiritual path, the path, to take up on the hero's journey. And so it actually manifests typically uh, in an actual, uh, it's, uh, it's like the um, Obi-Wan Kenobi shows up, Merlin shows up in the King Arthur story. The, the, the one who knows secret knowledge Come, the and it's usually someone that is um it's not it's not um it's not obvious. Obi Wan is the old is some old hermit. It's the idea of the hermit, the the recluse that knows something but doesn't engage in society, so, and 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 that's why the hero that doesn't have these swords can be approached by the unassuming uh, hermetic wi- uh, wizard. The because her, the hermetic wizard by being a a hermit and by being this uh uh master jedi and and they always it's usually someone like who's like kind of a retired jedi <laughs> right yeah. they're not in their active phase they're not in their heroes phase they're in the i'm going to lead the new hero phase i'm now the teacher i'm not the student and so the master comes when the student is ready that's a thing they say right 
And so what what typically happens is that the universe provides you with the tool that you need, but not all of it. It gives you just enough to move you along to pique your interest because this is happening over a whole quantum computation. And it's not even about you. That's, a, that's the other big thing about the monadism as, and, and just mysticism in general and just turn and, and beginning the path is that, and the, and the, the secret and the law of attraction that, 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 uh, that's uh, spawned a lot of wizards all of a sudden that 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 that, <laughs> that, uh, that reduced the muggle count by a sig- probably more than almost anything in all of history really but but what I also did is that it it cheapened the the number one uh, wisdom I would say that that comes from it which is not necessarily the law of attraction because mm-hmm. um, one can argue that the law of polarity is actually way stronger than the law of attraction mm-hmm does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense based on everything we've talked about today. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And so and so the system is trying to challenge the individual. It's trying to challenge the 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 system itself always because it's trying to get better and better and better. And so for the hero's journey, it begins in complete ignorance or asleep. You're completely asleep in a glass coffin. It's not a it's not a, it's a glass coffin because you can actually see outside of it. It's a self. It's it's a self-imposed prison hmm. of ignorance. And so, what is the the Sleeping Beauty waiting for, or what wakes her up, is through what they say in the magical orders is um, through kiss and conversation, through kiss and conversation, which which is keying to an underlying secret, which is always uh, seemingly the number one uh, magic right and. Uh, operation that all magis, ones who know, that's that's essentially what a magi means, they're all trying to unlock their holy guardian angel, which, simply put, is Mercury as a construct, as a, 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 and Mercury meaning there has to be a delivery mechanism or a medium of communication within the system itself, within itself. The mind has to be able to communicate with itself because the mind is trapped in mind. And so that tool, that, 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 that structure or construct that allows that to happen is Mercury, or the planet, and our idea of Mercury as a planet. The, the, our solar system is a holographic representation of how all reality can manifest. And so if you can if you if you just study our solar system and from and from the perspective of the player as 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 looking at the solar system or the entire celestial sphere as they call it the entire physical universe is just is the phys, is the Xbox it's it's basically it's like because of how much energy the information that is going through our consciousness is so much higher than the, just the physical manifestation or how the material plane organizes itself it has to it has to create a, a literally a physical whole universe to <laughs> to be able to have the capacity to take that electric electromagnetic charge of yeah. just our souls as beings <clears throat> and so by studying the pattern, and it's really all about resonance and harmony and frequencies, and these, and just to tie this all in a nice bow, think of our soul 
as this sleeping beauty, that that the son is is the prince that we want to have to want to have to kiss us, and and the kiss and conversation is essentially direct actual contact with. Think of it as just like plasma. We're a tiny little plasma field, a bubble, and it's intelligent, and it connects to all other plasma bubbles of all time because it's all spherical. So one and and talk about in quantum entanglement. If everything's all structure can has to fit in a sphere. So if you have a one little spin on one sphere, it's spinning all other spheres. All other spheres of all the universe is all spinning. We just look at it from our perspective of relativity, mm-hmm. of our cause cause and effect. And so from a human avatar perspective, we 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 manifest or we fall from a higher plane of existence or a higher source of uh, light or information, and it has to come down into a lower in a, into a lower form. It's like your cell phone. Like, like we know that all the information in the cell phone is not the thing that's what we're looking at, but the way that we interface with it and what and way and the way that our phone is causal to us is the uh, is the user interface. That's the first time like the icon of a shard <clears throat> has ever like resonated with me. Yeah, because you're like a shard of this thing that is uh, above you, greater than you, and that you're actually a part of. Damn. Okay. Fucking. That just made Tears of the Kingdom really cool. <laughs> well, uh, and oh, and the and the uh, the thing of that we are all born with. Um, what do they say in the Christianity? It's like the uh, um, something of the Holy Spirit, like like a an inter- like a like a like an internal. We all have a flame, like a tiny little spark. That oh, divine we spark. Are God's image. We all say divine spark, yeah. but really, what the what the the kabbalistic hermetic perspective of this would be? We have a we have we have the philosopher the philosopher's stone. We're trying to make the perfect stone cube, we're, and we're trying to we're trying to be one with the physical construct of this of this game. It's like we're, we're, we're we get dropped down like special forces, like especially in this time. And this, and I actually mean this in the, in this transition of this Aquarian age. Look at the humans that are manifesting in this reality, in the game at the time. If you were a player that was connected to an all-knowing consciousness and the all-knowing consciousness is trying to push all the players to be the best players possible, which means they're the most effective in the game, most causal in the game, you as an individual player... If you were acting and even in self-interest, let's not take away some God quantum intelligence thing. <laughs> you would want to go to the places where you could get the most gold, where mm. where the most where the most um, opportunity is, and the most opportunity is always in chaos, because if you, the more of a force of order you are, the more value you have in a chaotic system. Mm. And we, if you look at our reality right now, we are in a, we are in this singularity. We are in, as Terrence McKenna called it, the eschaton. We are in a point where novelty, meaning uh, new information or new information is being made available to the collective consciousness at a rate that is accelerating far faster than our, uh, our physical, um, our, our machinery can actually handle. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like we have an iPhone 14 right now. And really the information that's coming in is like iPhone 72. 
Like you can get every iPhone model from 72 all the way to the 14. Also like literal energy too, right? Like our biggest problem right now is batteries. Yes. And I think that, and, and once again, everything is mental. It, like these, like all these stories that are happening in our civilization that have material manifestations of things, it's all pageantry of a bigger game. So, so, so it's a mindset. So it goes, so it's a, it's a mental psyop. So you go, mm-hmm. you don't have all the energy to do what you want. It's a scarcity. You, you, you Now they're doing it with your car. Think about it's cell phone in a car. You go, where is, what is my battery level? Now in business, and I say this, I say this now, mm-hmm. they go, my bandwidth. Yeah. What is my mental bandwidth to handle more problems? And so if I think, or if I have this uh, paradigm that I can only go, these 15 minute cities they're trying to make in, in a thing that, that I can only go 10 miles away. I can only, I can only, um, I only have enough energy to heat myself in this location during the winter. I can't afford to heat myself in this place, or I can't afford to cool myself in the tropics in this place, even though that would be the place I would really want to be. Limitation, limitation, limitation. How do you demoralize a fighting force or a people? How do you- Or like profit off of them. Right. Yeah. Exploit the situation. If you were, if you were like masters and in, in, uh, of the world and, and and knew the things that I've been saying today, mm-hmm. and you knew this whole this this new Aquarian age would do uh, is happening, what would you do? You would set up people that were like the Aquarian avatars, and who would be the perfect Aquarian avatars, uh, uh, and how they came about: Bill Gates, Zuckerberg, uh, Elon, all these people. It's it's no coincidence that these people, a lot of them, Jeff Bezos, a lot of these people have ties to military intelligence and military, uh, an old military intelligence uh, or a military um, uh, research and development of things. Okay. So essentially what it seems like is like, okay, we need to set up these people to represent what this new Aquarian avatar. Mm -hmm. We need to get the people into the Aquarian age so that we, as the high priests of the Aquarian age, the fact that's why Hollywood is so big on spreading these occult shows. It's called Revelation of the Method. It's an actual magical um, maneuver, an operation. It is, and it's this idea of the. It's 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 the idea of. It's all. It's all. It's it's one of the big reasons why we do all the stuff with admiralty law and contracts and things because it's if you sign your contract, uh, karmically. You, um, if you violate it, you're, you're going to be attacked by the system. Yeah. I asked you about that. Actually, it's like the magic of like a written word versus even a spoken one. Yeah. Yes. And this is what admiralty law and maritime law and banking are all entwined. And that happened because if I remember correctly, ship comes to port, ship's not going to be there forever. It's going to leave. Something's got to happen in a short amount of time. Yes. Especially for, from disputes. Okay, gotcha. And yep, yep, yep. And that's and that's sort of the commercial. Like we'll tell you in history books about that. But metaphysically, think about the challenge of navigating uh, trade routes in in the old time before all of even knowing. uh, I don't think we could do the longitude until like like the twentieth, like the nineteenth century, like a long time. (laughs) It was like it was like a long time until we figured that out. Nobody knew exactly how world the big was exactly. So so (laughs) you would have so those people like Phoenicians and those that. The Phoenicians were were not a. They didn't call themselves Phoenicians. It, 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 essentially, those people were like a a brotherhood of secret knowledge of like how certain metaphysics work that they leveraged to do trade and and um, especially with with um, 
with boats and vessels. Mm. So that's why everything is like water-based. Your money is liquid. It's all, if you if you dive into all things related to banking and finances, it's, it's completely tied to maritime law because it's this whole thing about contracts and money and the flow of money and it, like everything's bank, a bank on a river. It's yeah. capturing the water. The banks are capturing water. So it's, it's all... It's all metaphysical and it's all psychological and it's all for pageantry. It's all it's all to it's all mind control, really. It's all to get us to it's programming us to then project what they want to project into our reality. I have a recurring thought I'd like to share. Yeah. Systems builders. There's a a theme amongst all that of like systems being created so that way this one particular object is making something happen that's bigger than what that one particular object will be able to do on their own accord. And so what they have to do is build systems and that all these things that you're mentioning um, by way of peasantry also seems to have a function of creating some sort of system, operating system to work on. Now, where this gets really tricky morally and ethically is, uh, especially in the beginning and probably in the origins of all these different groups and, and philosophies and even royal societies and the aristocracy and what they were doing themselves, it was probably founded in, in, in actual real ethics and morals. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to be powerful and because we want to hide. Now, the, the corruption always comes after the fact, when when you get spotted for something being powerful. <laughs> yeah. And and this is actually what the Venetian, this is actually the, the key... Um, secret knowledge that the that uh, basically the people of uh, Venice figured out they figured out that it's far more powerful to embed agents into all of the powerful systems of government everything of anything that's of, of value to be, have someone there that was far more powerful than um, fielding and and supporting massive armies the Venetians were all traitors they were so rich <laughs> yeah. that they, 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 so they were at a disadvantage because they could actually be, um, and so they had to, so they had to like afford, ma- they had to pay so much money in mercenaries that every time they were attacked and all this, because Venice was like the, the fucking money maker of the, of the world for, of when the Mediterranean was popping off the whole time. So these Venetian banker, trader, masterminds figured out this system. They, they got so powerful that that's why the, the Catholic Church or the Vatican banned usury, which is charging interest. Mm. They didn't do it because they thought it was moral. They did it because these Venetian bankers were so fucking powerful that they had no check against them. But, <laughs> but this is, this yeah. is hubris and pride. What the, what, because they fought Han Satan, the adversary, what it actually forced the Venetians to do is go, okay, uh, the Jews, Jewish people are able to, because it's, it's also, uh, it's illegal in Islam, even to this day. So. Jews in Islam? Um, Islam. Islam is not, they're not, you're not allowed to charge interest in Islam. Oh, really? It's, okay. it's, it's against, it's a haram, it's against the law. Haram. Yep. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so, these smart Venetian bankers go, you Jews, we're going to have you be the agents of our banking conglomerate in the same Christian world because you're allowed to charge interest and we're not. And so they had a, so they literally created a front of, of, of this whole agent network and where they go, we're going to get out of here in Venice. And they took all their wealth and power and they moved up into the Scandinavian countries. Mm. And that is why the Scandinavian countries have not been fucked with the entire time. <laughs> and in Switzerland and all these things, because you don't fuck with the money that funds all the wars. 
and all your and the and the recovery and everything. Like right now, in Black BlackRock already signed the deal with Ukraine for a ten trillion dollar rebuilding deal, essentially. And so some of the systems that we're playing with right now are forces of nature that have been in play for a long time. Yes. And so, and so the, 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 uh, what is an opportunity is also a big vulnerability and risk or threat rather, which is when the system goes, uh, and this is based on like Alistair Crowley, the, 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 the darling of uh, Royal Society Occult Magic Orders. Uh, Alistair Crowley, without getting into his whole history, he had this concept to tie in of that we were entering the Aeon of Horus. Horus was the falcon-headed god that the pharaohs took on as the leaders of Egypt and whatnot, representing the, 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 the Horus represented the shard or the, the, the avatar of the sun. So that was their pageantry. So the same Christian took the same idea. It's the Osiris son with the Isis mother. They create a child, the Horus, eventually Horus, because it's a new system, because it's a new thing. It has the intelligence of what the father Osiris already did, the old kingdom. And so the new child with a childlike, I'm going to be defiant, ultimately topples the old kingdom and rebuilds it in its new image a resurrection and then when the when the child horus becomes the king and ultimately becomes uh, the father again he's now this osiris and so to tie this into the hero's journey our whole thing is we begin in ignorance we really are the king and the queen and what we we have a we have a baby and then we then we then we forget that we're the king and the queen because we did our function together we had a child so the king and the queen look in opposite directions and don't look at each other anymore. And then what drops is that child drops, that, that semen drops into the waters of the womb of creation, the sublunar uh, realm that they say we live in, below the moon, in the actual physical manifestation of the illusion, which is the kingdom, 10, meaning the one in the nine, us, the one, the avatar experiencing the nine, meaning the number system, the game. There's only one through nine as the numbers. And so we are tasked with starting at the bottom in 10, thinking and forgetting everything that we knew that came from actually the, the, the next, uh, the next uh, tree that's, that, that's above the physical one, which is called Asaya. The, the, the physical material world is the one that we live on in, in, in the Kabbalistic, it's the bottom reality that we live in, the physical plane. And our goal is, man, we just got dropped in from pure, pure logic and reason and pure science and art and pure being. We drop into this world where, we, where we're like, all of a sudden that energy and that pure knowledge, that spark starts to make ripples, starts to make waves, starts to make, a, starts to make um, steam, starts to make motion. And that motion is making disturbances and disturbances. And our consciousness is observing our, our self disturbing the system. And that is how we get intelligence. And so our job is to realize we rise up like the serpent. We rise up and, we, and, and the fastest way is the lightning path, which is the middle way. The whole thing about the middle way, which is going from the very bottom, which is 10, going one up sphere, which is the moon, nine, and then going one up again, which is the sun, which is uh, considered like the prince, which is the active... Uh, the, which is the active, um, which is the active principle in your life. The active information is the sun, and that's why it's also it's it's number six, and that's why six 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 is represented as the beast uh, because it's um, 
I don't want to get into that. It's twenty. It's like it's basically sixty six point six and twenty three point four something something is that twenty three point uh, half. They say twenty three and a half, but it's like twenty three point four something something. That and plus sixty six equals ninety degrees. That twenty three point something is the wobble or off at the precession of the equinoxes. Hmm. So the, the 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 pyramid at Giza is showing that. So anyway, if you look at LeBron, his pre <laughs> his pre game thing is a Masonic uh, ritual. And he'll notice he does the 666 with his two things and he blows up the smoke. That is a Masonic ritual, people. So if you don't think he's plugged in, he's doing a obvious Masonic ritual that you can look up and see for yourself. He's been called the king for a long time. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just put it that way. King. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, <laughs> so speaking of like having access to a lot of power and like figuring out the right way to store it, to channel it, to generate, to play with the waves and play with the steam that's around us, the mercury. Um, you have, I'd say, a larger bandwidth than many people. And also, uh, bandwidth isn't just the ability to handle, but there's also like a speed that comes with it. What was the word for that? For like the speed at which data transfers? Oh, man. Young Jamie. Yeah, where are you? <laughs> yeah, transfer rate, uh, you know, download, download rate, upload rate, Let's download rate. Yeah, yeah, whatever that word is. You also have, I'd say, a, a higher clip than a, a lot of people would have. Now, you got like these two things together. Do you ever feel like you're around other people who feel overwhelmed? All the time, every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think you're a lot of fun like i i maybe like uh, if i was earth as an element like i feel like a pretty good conductor with like this fucking lightning you got yes. coming. so i've had a lot of fucking fun i don't um yeah, yeah but thanks for, um no uh i don't get uh i don't get negative responses nice. i don't i don't yeah. um and i think um the, the my biggest uh way that i've ensured that is just through charisma but through kindness because I'm also handsome. Yeah. <laughs> that helps. No, a, a, the smile helps. No, really, it does. It disarms people. A having, big smile. Having a healthy presence. Yes. Yes. That too. Um, uh, but it is intimidating, especially for men. And that's been a big thing of my whole life. And I think a lot of people could, re- men especially can resonate with this, is um, because men uh, uh, settle their problems and di- uh, typically through violence or the threat of violence. Mm. And so, and that's so much in our DNA, so much beyond this new realm that we're in, which is mostly words. Um, the biggest, baddest hunter is not now the alpha male. Um, and that's a, that's a newer thing. And I think that's part of an Aquarian transition. And that's why we're having this weird gender war and, and a complete out of balance of things. It's like, also a shift out of violence. And a sh- uh, for now. I think we're about to go heavy into that. And I don't think maybe it's physical, but it's like a uh, total war and, and, and informational, psychological, spiritual, always. Oh yeah. And always, um, and economic, especially because of how close I am with the AI and machine learning and high tech and edge technologies. Um, once again, I've told you this every single time I've ever had to do it. Uh, most of humanity is doomed. I'm That's sorry. That's gotta be the next stage of the Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> total war in every dimension. <laughs> <laughs> Metaverse. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but to, to button that up, um, it's, um, it is the, the only rivals I've ever had were just clearly dumber men that, uh, also had some charisma or social clout that maybe, um, had, uh, can feel a little alpha maybe because they were an athlete or something. 
Um, but then uh, having other smart men in the room or smarter men in the room and clearly a brighter light, especially especially if it's smarter and it's more ethical. That's something that is a double whammy that that really fucks with um, an ego of a, of a man because it's like, where do you assail that person? Oh, so that's what invites the combat. That's the combat. I see. And, and what happens yeah. now is mostly in the gym for me hmm. um, because I am that dude. I am, Which I am, dude? I am that dude that you've never actually seen. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I am, I bring in, uh, you know, I bring in a half broken bow staff that I use as my training sword. I, I bring in other oh, sort yeah. of sword yeah. type things and I go full on as if I'm, t- uh, uh, like as if I'm a samurai, I, I, I do weird shit constantly in it, but it's very, 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 very aggressive. Odd question. Given your warrior ethos, uh, going into the coast guard, that's like, that's, that's quite a blend. Cause for some reason, I feel like given all of that, the competency that you would have for armed conflict and coming out superior in that sense, uh, your capacity for that seems very, 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 very high. I would put my chips on you. <laughs> Thank you. I br- I'd bring you on my team. <laughs> and also, uh, the where that energy went focused actually was towards rescuing. Well, that was a, that was the only my 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 condition was of going in the Coast Guard. Clearly, uh, my grandfather retired, so I knew about it. Um, but I wasn't going to join any other force other than that because specifically because I knew that its mission was not offensive at all. That we haven't shot anybody at all. Um, when we run up on a gun thing, on a, on a drug thing, no one ever fires at us ever, ever. I knew it was an ethical mission. I knew I was going to be searching rescue. No matter, I knew that no matter what I was a part of, I knew that I was going to feel good about it. Save and protect. So, per, yes. Mm. My, my name Duggar means God guard. Uh, everything about me is guardian. That's all okay. I ever think about. So Save. as far as like, um, it, uh, I, I was blessed uh, speaking of what you're talking about is like, cause every man wants to know, uh, what, how they will perform under uh, hero heroic con- conditions. And so um, I think uh, where I was able to at least touch that fire was actually guys that did it. Um, because of my accident, we didn't get into that, but I, I, I got a motorcycle accident while I was in, not too long in it actually. And so I spent so much of my career rehabbing with all Marine combat uh, veterans. They were all blown up in Afghanistan. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So those became, that became my Marine, that became my military uh, experience mm-hmm. was... Um, Basically, uh, having to prove myself to uh, all decorated combat veterans. The, if anyone wants to know, our Marines as a culture and just as a, you want to take 0311s, which is the designation for grunts, you want them over everybody, anybody. You want, you want, uh, you want 12 grunts with you over any other group of humans, period. <laughs> more than special force, more than anybody. Maybe other, maybe other than maybe like some... Uh, Marsoc Marine Special Forces. You, they they are the most capable because of their culture. They're, they have the strongest culture in the military by far. They are our Spartan warriors. They were everything was designed to be like a Spartan. It, it, they 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 are amazing. They are and these guys were had legs blown off, and they uh, what they showed me every single day was uh, you better you better never ever 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 accept weakness. You, you better you better lead from the front. You better show everybody uh, what's actual possible in every moment. Morale is everything. That's why I do the. That's why I got the fist bump thing, it, because it was a little aggressive. I, and it's usually for sports things. But but the 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 morale that we had was ultimate, ultimate. Hmm. Um, how we did everything was to to try to be the highest standard of anyone all the time, every time. It was leadership. Everything was 
we are doing this because we had a mission. We had to improve ourselves. We had to, we, we couldn't, none of us could walk. Yeah. That doesn't work for everybody. Uh, what do you mean? Man, I've, I've been coming into conflict with like what Watts called uh, studied mediocrity. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In what context do you mean by that? Um, there's uh, the desire to, to become the best, right? And also the position of not revealing weakness or pain. Um, for me, that feels aspirational. And some people also wouldn't take that position altogether. And that's where people like you and me differ from. We differ from those people who would say, hey, uh, instead of being the penultimate, um, what if we did the bare minimum? I don't, I don't believe that. Right. It's not in your ethos. No, 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 no. I know. I don't, I don't actually even believe people believe that. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I think, I think, um, especially for boys, I don't think there is, there is no other program other than the hero. Mm. I think, I think they just, I think it's a, I think they find that hero's journey wherever they can. And then they, and then they, uh, justify the rest. So they find it in a video game. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. We're always competing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, from business right now, I can tell you. Um, it's just where you set the bar. Um, I look at it, I look at it uh, in a way simply as, um, first of all, what are you training for? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> right. And then, as far as um, as far as uh, how I orient myself day to day is, uh, what level or the complexity or the overall value of the problem I'm trying to solve. Um, the bigger and the bigger and the bigger problem I'm trying to solve, the more valuable that it solution is. And it means the more, and the more I'm a part of that solution, the more value I'm going to be to whoever was involved in that problem. And that's all one really has to think about, especially when we go back to the idea of faith and surrendering to the higher power, the quantum intelligence, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is that you just have to be right here, right now all of your intelligence from all lives and from all other people or from any other, uh, let's just call it uh, entity or source that um, would benefit from themselves help hooking you up. Because if you're a teacher, you know, if you're a teacher <laughs> teaching someone else or helping someone else, you learn, you get better by teaching someone else. You do. And you're also really in love hooking somebody up. <laughs> it's a double win. Yeah. So it's a double, so it's joy plus growth. That wow. is what, that, nice. that is what, that is what reality wants. It's want, it wants joy plus growth and, and nature okay. loves courage. That's all it wants. That's what Terrence McKenna says. And that, that's, that's stuck with me forever. Nature loves courage. Cause mm-hmm. what is re- courage? What would courage with nature require? It means that there's something, there's something golden afoot. There's something, <laughs> there's something more valuable than what your own limited perception of your ego, your persona of what you think is even around you or possible. There has to be this jump or this leap of faith that goes, um, I will dive on that grenade because um, what what is reality like if the me doesn't ju- jump on the grenade? Yeah. If that guy doesn't jump on the grenade, if, he, if, we, if no one wants to jump ever on the grenade, then what is that signaling to the whole system? There aren't any uh, people that will that will sacrifice for the great for a greater good or for the greater system, for the system itself. The the the, the you're not there yet, little little one, Padawan, mm-hmm. little Jedi in training. You're 
You have to fully surrender to that you have some function that you're designed for that we're trying that you're trying that the whole system's trying to have you realize. You have some specific function of why you exist and you're not just part of some other being right now. Like, why are you here? <laughs> Clearly, the system wants you to, to, to problem solve and to figure out some new sword or some new tool that is not in the arsenal of God at the moment. And most people I know ask that question. Why am I here? Yeah, 100%. 100%. When I <laughs> do, when I work with, uh, with your particular group and like we met because I lead yoga teacher trainings at a vocational school in San Diego and for vets. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much 97%, uh, probably 95%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And the story that I hear of what happens before they enlist, what happens when they enlist and what happens after they're done is a hell of a trajectory. Man, it is a hell of a trajectory. You are three different people. <sighs> That's what it sounds like. And then you're another person when you settle from your transition. Mm-hmm. And then when that settles in, then then there's then there's and I'm not there yet, but this is what it seems to happen. Then there is another period where you settled into your life as a civilian or a vet in society. Mm-hmm. And then if then there comes a point where um, the momentum of this new system you have to build that steam runs out and all of a sudden you're faced with uh, all of your shit. And <laughs> and I think the biggest shit for just the general uh, vet, minus just not dealing with trauma, which really the trauma is rooted before the military. Let's just be honest. Uh, all the, It can be. Sometimes it multiplies. Sometimes you get brand new things while you're in. I would say it amplifies the vulnerabilities uh, that oh, yeah. were already there. We would all agree to that. Yeah. Um. I'm losing my train of thought. Well, oh, transition. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Facing right. Oh, right. Shit. The last phase. Right, right, yeah. right. So at that point, we're, we're, I think the, the, besides that, the number one thing that we all most struggle with um, is the brotherhood, sisterhood. But really mm-hmm. what that means is if you're on a high performing team, you've been there. Um, if, uh, on, and that could be any team. That could be a business team, a startup. Uh, that could be, that could be a, um, in the military, that could be any sort of uh, first responders, or I would say any group of people that, um, because of uh, that, they're operational, and in that operation, there is either a large amount of capital uh, assets at risk, and or uh, actually human or uh, natural life at risk. And when that is present, all of a sudden, all your fucking bullshit back in society doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, at all. <laughs> So, so imagine coming home and you hear about some frivolous thing that's, that's culture is talking about and you're like, yo, uh, me and my people and what I'm capable of is, is so larger than anything that the silly society is, is, is even giving us able to do. And your concern, all you poor fucking civilians, PFC is what we say from all time. My grandmother taught me that. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. It's an old school term. All the PFCs out there can't, unless, like I said, the first hey, responders call and me things, a GD, <laughs> can't, um, if you don't go there, you can't understand it. And I think that's why uh, um, gang yeah. life is so alluring because mm. these, these youths, these youths, they, um, 
where is their hope in the normal matrix and the normal civilization? Really? Mm. They're going to, even nowadays, sorry, everybody, uh, your white collar jobs that you're going to school for that you think all the jobs, sorry, you think it's, you think your engineering job, I'm, I am, uh, taking away your jobs. And I, and that is a big ethical <laughs> dilemma that I have, but it, but there is no stopping. You it. hear that dad is not the immigrants. <laughs> it's not the immigrants. No, it's really, really smart, <laughs> enterprising, creative people that are going to use all this AI technology to destroy the old system. I hope not. It's happening. It's happening. And also that, uh, joy plus growth. Yes. There's like something really seductive about that. And I feel like there's like a, uh, almost like a right foot, left foot phenomenon, like for it to walk, there's like darkness, light, darkness, light, darkness, light. Yes. Yeah. And, when I, and when I mean by doom is I don't mean in the long, uh, I'm always optimistic. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, if I thought if I wasn't optimistic, I mean, I would go with the dark, I mean, that's dark side. <laughs> yeah. Not dark side. Cause then you, that's left, that's called the left-handed path in all magical spiritual practices. When the left-handed path essentially goes, instead of being outward or just, or just being a servant to the system, which would be the right-handed path or just maybe uh, the, the, the white path, the light path, the dark the path. What path? <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of path. It's, um, a black, it's a black box with a white path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that. Um, uh, the left-handed path is receptive. It's the feminine. So it's, so it's, it's more like um, I am going to experience godliness through me and my self-attainment. That's more Luciferian. And so just to die in the Luciferian thing when why that's just another psyop. Yeah. Is it's not Lucifer is the morning star, it's Venus. Every single uh crescent moon on all the Islamic planet is not the moon, people. It's Venus. It's the morning star. That's why their flags are green. Because For who? A lot most Islamic countries. Okay, gotcha. If you it's not the moon, it's it's Venus. Oh shit, really? Yeah, that's why oh, that's why it's that. that's why green is the major color of, of Islamic oh, uh, things. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. And it's not because they're worshiping Lucifer and something. It's that we are the Lucifer. Mm-hmm. We we are Sin of Flesh. <laughs> we uh Lucifer and, and and typically when they say it now, it and the morning star and the light bringing in all this, it's it, it's related to arts and sciences. It's the light, it's 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 mm. like, and that's why in the, in the, uh, they say Lucifer in the new Bible, the King James version, they depict him as his, he's made out of musical instruments. And he's the, he was the most fairest of all of the angels and he, and his thing only rivaled God himself and his hubris made him fall. Mm. Well, what is that really saying in a, in a, from a programming quantum perspective? You have pure light over here on the right. You have, you have all the information available to you. So if you just go pure, I just want all the information. Make me the number one music artist in the world. They're all obsessed with Lucifer. Okay. Because it's their muse. Hmm. And that's why that that's why they're all into Luciferianism. All saying it's because it's a it's a perversion of this idea that you're supposed to have the middle way. You're supposed to have a balance between this like creative, artistic, scientific um, genius that we have. And what they say in this, like Arumanic is this other side or this, Saturn, this Saturnian other conscious that we have on the left side, which is the system just being programmatic or just being mechanical or just being, or it's just like the raw, yeah. just the raw, it's the raw linear mathematics of it all. Mm-hmm. And so we have these two 
sources of where our bicameral mind, it's, mm-hmm. our, it's where our two sources of, of computation, our cognition come from. Mm-hmm. So if you go on one or on or the other, this is also Left called- Left Malo- brain, right brain. And, and if you're too Malachian is what they say, which is this other, uh, Malo- Moloch or- um, Malachi? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's related to oh, that. That was but, a question. Yeah. Um, no but Moloch was, was an ancient Babylonian uh, deed actually uh, related to the owl because, mm. um, because it's radi- it's, it's, it's related to like the whole system of the matrix. Mm. So it's like, so if you're on one, so like, so they would say that the older people in the Piscean age were more Malachian, meaning they looked at it from like the Eagle perspective, a top down, we're going to make this big ass structure and we're going to use all the humans as slave, as, as cogs in a wheel. Mm. That's our Umanic or our Malachian or this worship of the black Saturnian cube. Okay. Versus, and if you go Luciferian, you go, oh, it's, I'm going to go pure magic on my own and I'm going to be part of the other Luciferian people and we're mm. going to um, uh, uh, insulate ourselves from the greater herd or, or, or species or, or mankind and we're going to be self uh, selfish. We're literally going to be selfish. We're going to take all this knowledge and be selfish with it. Get, yeah. I'm going to be an artist and I'm going to sell and I'm going to have be the different. most money. Yeah. Yes, yes. Instead of be, instead of and so the and so the Tao or the way or the middle way is saying, and and what also was beautiful about the Kabbalistic system and where the tarot comes from, and where your playing cards come from is the connections between the Sephiroth, the ten Sephiroth. Those are the major arcana or archetypes, the Jung, Jungian archetypes, and it's really beautiful because it's trying to show you what what is the connection of the relationship between each one. Hmm. And, it, and, it, and there's always a positive and negative. If you go too much, then you loot, then you loot, then if it's it, it, like they're like, it's usually connected, like let's say uh, there's a left uh, separate and the right one uh, on two sides of the two columns. And let's say you, you're, you're too much on one. The other one is an imbalance. So you get the negative of the ones that you're an imbalance and you get too much of the other one. Like elements. Exactly. Like elements. Yeah. Just, just, just a, yes, yes. So, so we each have this, stew and to kind of bring it more into like this hero's journey thing and to tie it up we are they are we are all playing the zodiacal pageantry of of um and and a greek imagery that they kind of uh give with this is that when we fall down the tree when we fall from pure light down every single sephiroth we bang into on the way down and every sephiroth Starting with the third one, which is the first one, which is Bina, which it goes one, two, three. And this is the supernal triad, the Trinity, what everybody's referring to. The Trinity is this three-way mother, father, Ein Sof, top child, Mercury, the very top. Mm. The middle way is uh, the very top, the child, the, 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 the Horus or the Christ child, the, mm. the, the child of the mother, father at the very top connects through Da'at, the center, through the, all the way to the sun. It goes all the way to the sun, all the way to the sun, because the sun, it, it's one and the same, basically. Hmm. And then it goes down to the moon, and then down to uh, the, the the kingdom, as I said, the physical hmm. manifestation. We end up in the kingdom, so we're trying to get all the way back to the pure consciousness, okay. all the way top. The 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 connection or the, the tarot card or the, or the arcana, that, that the player, the card, that connects you from the sun to uh, the emperor or the, the 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 Horus or the very top, the Mercury, the child, the Christ, the Horean Christ child is the high priestess. Now, my question to you is, why is it the high priestess and not the high priest? I was actually just thinking that, matter of fact. And I was thinking about this in part because right now, more than men, I notice women have an interest in 
obtaining this type of knowledge, like operating in this type of uh, language set. So like understanding the story, the symbolism, and what that means for our zodiac pageantry, as you put it. Yes. Yeah. And um, for me, I feel like it's the high priestess instead of the high priest because we're born from it. Mm. Okay, but very specifically, if you had a temple, a yoga studio, <laughs> and... A comedy club. <laughs> okay, yep. Sure. Either one. Sure. Yeah, maybe both. both. Sure, sure. Why a, not? a sacred space. A sacred space that people come to to uh, participate in rites and in, in ritual. I was just thinking sex club before you said that. Well, that was well, that was that was the inter- that was the intersect of all of them. Did that. So anyway, yeah, club um, Kit Kat. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> uh, oh. So, if it was if if it was led by a high priest. Yeah that ritual or that same space, let's just say, if the high priest was having hit and to make him work, I'm saying is the opposite for how the high priestess makes the space work. Hmm. And that's very key to why that is the connection between the sun and itself and not the high priest. It's a pure connection. And the oh. other, and the cross that goes across from the, the king and the queen, the, um, the second Sephiroth and the third Sephiroth, yeah. the celestial fears are all of light being Chokma, the, 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 the totality of the masculine, the, uh-huh. the second, with a third, which is Bina, which is Saturn, which is the, the totality the of the feminine. Hatha. The, yeah. I see. Um, that is the empress. Not the emperor. Once again, mm. it's the same c- c- clue. What is that clue? Why is why is the cross, the holy cross that we're trying to get to, that we're actually trying to make ourselves in the Christian iconography, the why the why it's asymmetrically one above, is that we're trying to activate inside of us the high priestess in the empress. Wow. Okay. Now, why why the why is it the feminine two and not the masculine two? Why and 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 the the high priest first high priestess is is an easier clue. It's probably because the Barbie movie just dropped. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just playing around. Just playing around. Yeah. Actually, I really don't know. Yeah. Well, what is a... Um, from a yoga teacher perspective, mm-hmm. what would you say from your experience is the qualitative difference between female-led yoga, let's just say in general, mm-hmm. versus very masculine-based? Okay, can I give you the comedic perspective first? Do it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. This has been a heavy conversation, but let's go. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, from a comedic standpoint, uh, the biggest difference between a a female-led yoga class and a male-led yoga class, and we're speaking just the asana sessions, is specifically that in a male class, the dedication to what I'll call execution and having depth versus the, what I'll call for women, uh, the embodiment simply through feeling. Yeah. You're keying in on it. So that wasn't really funny at all, but no, but (laughs) no, but it, it, um, but the key thing is the feeling versus, so the high priest, Think of a Catholic mass. Have you ever been to a Catholic mass? Oh yeah. Were you Catholic? Did you were Polish? You were raised Catholic? Yeah. Okay, me too. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know. Okay. So they purposely went all masculine in mm-hmm. their 
way that they do it. I mean, they don't allow women priests. Why do you think that is? And why are they all nun, the nuns? And I'll give you a little, a little hint. Nun in Hebrew is a fish. So what are all the feminine in the Piscean pageantry? All of the feminine are the feet of the masculine. Wow. Priest. Dang. Yeah. And they wear black, which means they're, they're total darkness in the void. He's whispering this because he doesn't want to tell women that we're just using them for shoes. <laughs> We're, <laughs> we're trying to fill your void. Well, yes. Um, so a high priestess, a high, oh, excuse me, a high priest, a high priest has to go in and evoke the spirit through his active force. He goes in and he, and he uses effects. He uses the totem. He uses the word. He uses... He uses the, the, the pageantry or the ritual or, or the, of everyone else doing things to evoke the spirit intentionally. Mm-hmm. The high priestess um, makes the whole environment conducive to the reception of, of the pure spirit. The masculine is intending something to happen specifically. Mm-hmm. The high priestess is allowing something to come in reception versus I guess projection projection. Yeah, exactly. And so if you're the empress to, to, to make that cross the horizontal cross, the empress as the feminine is representing the whole sphere, the whole container, Hmm. the sphere, the womb, the sphere, the, the, the Holy grail, the chalice, Mm -hmm. the thing that, 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 that holds the light, the, 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 the life giving plasmodic waters of creation, our cerebral spinal fluid, which gives rise to actual consciousness itself. The, the thing that the, the fluid that actually allows this light show to actually happen is this fluid that's in inside of our spinal fluid and inside of our, in our brain, the Da Vinci code, the, the Plato's cave, Plato's cave. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to lose my train of thought. Hi. Oh, Empress. So Empress versus Emperor. Think of the same logic. The Empress, the Emperor, the Empress and the way, and this is why uh, like the Egyptian system and older systems, the royal line and blood was on the feminine side. And it was because of this dominant gene idea. And that's also why in Judaism, uh, it goes from the mother to the children if they're going to go into Judaism. It's not on the father. It has to be through the uh, the the Jewish line, the 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 feminine line, and it has to do with giving birth and the dominant genes and having this lineage and having a connection. So you're saying a matriarchy does exist? I'm I'm saying it's always in existence. I'm saying it's been <laughs> you know it's been bastardized because what would happen is the the empress like the high priestess is the container and, and, and on the chess board, this, they're saying this on chess, mm-hmm. the queen gets to go the whole board. It can the go whole as, board. And it, but, it, but it has to go in a, in, a, uh, in, a, in a known radius to the end, right? It's all diagonals or straight lines. It's, 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 it can hit any point it needs to hit. And once it hits that spot, like it can't go over it. It can't jump. If right. it meets it, it's going to get met. And it's ultimate because it is in command of the entire kingdom. It's the empress. Oh, shit. So, because the empress and an emperor both can command anybody within the whole empire. So, this is where happy wife, happy life came from. I totally disagree with all this whole, <laughs> that whole like, fucking frame. <laughs> I can talk three hours about how much bullshit that is and that it destroyed everything uh-huh. in reality. <laughs> well, because this is what happens, is that what would happen is that the pharaoh, okay, who's supposed to be embodying basically both uh, the masculine father and actually supposed to be the child as well. 
meaning the avatar of the sun god, is what the pharaoh is trying to be. The individual avatar of the mental plane, which is why it's a hawk, because that was the fastest animal that they ever knew, and it had the highest uh, viewpoint. Hmm. And so you want your king, it's always, it's always eagle and serpent. The eagle is always the top because it's, it's, it's hierarchical. It's from the top down. It comes from the sky, you don't even see it, and all of a sudden it can fucking get you in the very bottom of the ground. Hmm. Whereas the lion is the most is the sun on the very that's why it's protectors because it's the it's the full might of the sun in um, a physical animal that acts um, that acts most in line with um, with the with solar consciousness that's why Leo hmm. the lion is is with Leo hmm. um, but actually funny enough um, Abraxas anyone looks up that what's actually more of a solar uh, a symbol of a of a animal is the cock is the rooster. So they'll, so in olden times, they would depict this, this whole idea of what we're trying to do. It's like a myth, Mithras, Prometheus, this whole idea of the light bringer, looser, all this stuff is that we are trying to activate the physical connection, the pure physical animal connection to the full, the, to the, to the full physical animal of the sun. Hmm. If you look at, if you look at all the planets as beings, then this will all makes this will make more sense. The sun is like a super being. It's a super. It's our superstar. It's, that's our Michael Jordan, and then all the planets are its deputies. The sun. Every commander has to have their role players, right? Like like one. Like even special forces. No leadership without a team. Yeah, right, and the, and so Jupiter is plays the king to the emperor, or plays the sun. To the sun. That's why he, E-A, Jesus is the Greek Eazus. There was no J until 15 something when they when Shakespeare and the King James Bible was being formulated. There was no J. It's I. I, Y, and J are the same thing. Yeah, printing the Bible was a crazy thing, huh? It was amazing what they did <laughs> in the Invisible College. But anyway, the smartest <laughs> men, the smartest people of all time created the, were the same people that were responsible for both, but for Shakespeare folios and the King James Bible, the same exact people. Same as that group. Groovy. Yeah, Damn. it's awesome. That's why that's why the King James Bible is the is the most sold uh, thing of all time. It's the most read thing of all time. Middle aged Tower Records. It was yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it, it was Hollywood. It was it was the first Hollywood, and they called uh -huh. it the Invisible College, and the Invisible College has never ceased, and it's always done this. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, don't lose my train of thought. Were we talking about the sun, uh, the rooster? We're trying to basically have the sun. Um, oh, so. The empress mm -hmm. and the emperor. Mm -hmm. The empress would go, okay, um, we are order. We are in order in my kingdom. Uh, all of the sphere is well and good. Um, my emperor, my king, my pharaoh, mm -hmm. radiate radius ra the mm -hmm. sun god ra, radiate or emanate or project yourself, which you represent the kingdom, my kingdom, because mm. it's, it's her kingdom. It's mm -hmm. the empress. It's not the king. It's not the, it's not the Pharaoh. Take the army, my army, and go out into the next kingdom and go and raid and pillage and conquer and bring it back to. And or also enforce rule of law. Yes. Mm. So, and, and they were trying to do what we now, um, the, the best book on this, if anybody's interested in left, right brain dynamics based on all new neuroscience is, a, the the leading um, expert on this is a guy named Ian Ian McGilchrist, and he wrote the book The Master and His Emissary. Hop on my show, Ian. 
no, an amazing guy. You might actually probably talk to you, Ian McGilchrist. And he said that our, and the best two words that he could describe how our brain works or two hemispheres is the master and the emissary. Hmm. The master is the empress. The master is the right brain and the left eye, left side of the body, but the right brain. And it is the whole sphere. It's the whole enchilada. It's receiving inputs from the whole system, as in even beyond what you can see physically. The other brain, the masculine side, is the emissary. Is it, it does the bidding of the empress. It does the bidding of the feminine intelligence because the feminine intelligence is the one with the, the full sight. The masculine, the emissary, mm. is the servant of the bigger brain. And mm. that's why our physical world, as we see it consciously, is the manifestation of you as Horus, or the manifestation is you as the prince, mm. the, 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 the little son, the, the local son. On a weird note, this kind of explains why the affinity for Mother Mary. Yeah, it, I, I always wondered about that. It's, once again, it's a psyop. <laughs> the, it, the, uh, the Knights Templar, mm-hmm. um, if anyone loves them, that's, that's what I'm basically trying to recreate on this planet, but in the most ethical way. Because they, they, what they, when they went to the, when they went on crusade, they came back. To, uh, they came back to their homeland with the other side of the metaphysical story. Hmm. They the the Christian side is all the masculine, the high priest. So you only know about high priest magic. You only know about solar, paternal, agrarian, uh, godliness. It switched from being matri- that's why it went from um, a, a more priestess, more nature spirits, more of the feminine um, having, let's just say, um, more consideration and more. Um, investment let's say in the land itself to to pater- patriarchy because of the of the implementation of the agri- of the agricultural uh, of an agricultural society hmm. because what was what's most important in an agricultural society is following and understanding the sun but hmm. not the sun in its foreverness uh as an essence but actually, what the fuck physically, son? What is the physical, physical son doing this one year? Because this one year and maybe the next two years matter everything to this whole civilization. <laughs> to our mother nature. To, uh, to, uh, because if there's a famine, all wars we know are at most of them all start from famine at some point in some empire or some place. And that vacuum forces people to move to other places. Does this ring a bell to people? Know, our own country reason our, number two is oil <laughs> uh well oil can just be represented as democracy those, those who are uh, those <laughs> uh fascism those <laughs> masquerading as democracy um yeah dude. i don't believe in democracy uh not in big d democracy especially as a i believe in actually monarchy if you want to be if no, i want to be honest he, he believes in a moderately sized d democracy i believe in democracy <laughs> no i believe in democracy as a as an as an ethos of how one should operate within all spheres yeah. it, it, but but um as a nation as a and as a way to govern people within let's say boundaries and rules of law I, uh you what you get is and this is what the greeks found out in plato and aristotle they you can't have the mob rule we're seeing that now we're having the mob rule and it's destroyed the thing there is no accountability who do you go for where is the accountability the president's gone. Is anyone going to hold Joe Biden accountable for anything that's going on in the whole thing? No, no. No one's holding anybody accountable. Uh, yeah. That's the hardest thing about the mob is that there's not, the buck doesn't stop. It goes back to that Venetian agents. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's the smartest way to control the world is that you don't know who's controlling it. Uh, there's no king to go off with his head. Damn. Yes. And that's where corporations really 
we're able to so find powerful. The way, find the way through that way. The, the the worst thing that probably happened in the in since uh, <laughs> the beautiful ideas that that maybe uh, the Elizabethan Aaron had at the time was all destroyed um, by their their um, Dutch East India Company uh, model, which their model just to so you know another thing, uh, and you can read all about this in about uh, John D. and the Empire of Angels by Jason Louv, L-O-U-X. Highly, highly recommend it. Um, huh. uh, just so you know what the, what, what the idea of imp, global empire came from and how we see it today was born out of a high-level magician named John D. and his scrying partner named Edward Kelly. Scrying hmm. was the ability to get into a trance state to look into something like a black obsidian mirror, something that is that you can just kind of stare into. And what happens eventually, or a crystal ball, what happens eventually is that you become so, your mind is projecting so much and it, that, that into this one thing, into this one sort of uh, crystal, this ball that can actually can kind of start to hold a, 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 um, a bond between your consciousness and this, and this uh, the surface, let's just say. Yeah. And eventually... What starts to happen is um, you kind of get, uh, it's kind of like you're taking yourself out of more consciousness safe and they call it sublunar, mm. by the way. Um, and what they did is that they channeled uh, certain angels, certain archangels, and these certain archangels over a period of a long period of time, like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and months and months and months and months of like daily, like conjuring these uh, few, and it's known by name and certain ones. Mm-hmm. And they gave them these instructions on what this empire could be because the idea, and this is why it's always a trickster and fool. A Rasputin. Uh, well, he was a badass, but um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he mastered, uh, he, he mastered sex magic. But anyway, okay. Um, their idea and the reason why it was presented in this whole thing and why, and, and, and it's actually coming to fruition now and you'll know what I'm talking about is that their idea was that you needed to create a global Navy that could that could that could deploy troops and resources, but especially troops at any point in the entire world. In order, and what that allows was for a a global one world order. That the point of it was to have a unified one nation state that was under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That that would bring about the conditions of the apocalypse. Hmm. Yes. That has been the 2000, that has been the mission since this pageantry changed from, uh, we're in the Piscean age. Great. We already did that pageantry. We need to bring on the apocalypse. We need, yeah, we need to bring, (laughs) we, we, well, we need the new age. Okay. Gotcha. I see. And so let's bring about the conditions of the apocalypse. Hmm. Um, and that was all born out of, uh, uh, a polymath from the Elizabethan court, um, promising other uh, wild uh, hermetic um, uh, 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 kings and other places to fund them to do alchemy to to to, to give them gold because that's what the king cared about. But what they were trying to do is just get paid so that they can continue yeah. to do this magical operation that they were getting all these wild things. And actually, what came out of it is something called the highest known magic that they basically called the Rolls Royce of magic. This is this is known as basically the highest magic to learn. It's called Enochian Enochian magic. Mm. It's a whole different language. They say it's the language of the angelic realm itself. Um, and so this is what... And this is what the G stands for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually concerned about what, um, what people would actually do about 
um, taking, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this, but taking the Nokian language and everything that's been written about it and actually How do you having- spell that? Eon of um, Enoch or Metatron, gotcha. um, and Enoch and Metatron. My brain spelt it like the pasta and gnocchi. Mm, mm, yes, yes, Hence yes. The G. And the reason why they call it Enochian <laughs> or what have you is that, and this goes trails back to this whole thing, is that Enoch or Metatron in the in the angels, it was the. Does it sound Aquarian to you? The only angel, the only human, rather. Sorry, the only human that was brought up. That's the word. Brought up into the heavens. And because of the integrity of him uh, and of his science and art or what have you, Mm -hmm. he was able to stay there. Mm. So he's the only human that transcended back to being a divine being. That's cool. That then we all are able to tap into because we are all part of the same one monadic construct. And the way that the being did it was through integrity. Being one wow. at one. That's fun. And so all of these stories, and this all comes from like Zoroath, Zoro, if I can spell, say this, Zoroath, Zoro, Zoroasterism, but it's from Zoroastrism. Mm. Zoroasterism was the first, that dude in that system was the first thing to kind of take this idea of, yo, take the knowledge and have the God emanate from within you. Prometheus, the light, he gave fire to humans. It's not, it's not fire as in like, hey, great, you, you can fucking uh, make your meal. Okay, that's what they'll tell you in the story. Fire, the knowledge of fire is the knowledge of the spirit. What is the knowledge of the spirit? The knowledge of the serpent, the knowledge of the serpent staff. All of the great leaders in the biblical, in the biblical text, Moses, Aaron, all of their rods and staffs are the serpent staffs. Do you think they really had a staff that was a serpent? Or, and they could have actually, <laughs> but do you think it was actually the wielding, the conscious wielding of their spine, the they, real magical staff? I think they just had their dick in their hand. <laughs> well, <laughs> they would. Well, well, this is, well this is where sex magic comes in because a fully <laughs> erect male is a fully empowered, able to do, actually do the best magic they can. Okay. That's why in- So it's it, not absurd. It's, no, that's the point. Well, that's fun. They'll, 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 you'll, depi- you'll, they'll depict fully erect men in ritual, in depictions of rituals and magic, because it's it's trying to show that it's a full, it's the fully activated male principle hmm. being there now for this thing. Bro, this on. is definitely the best introduction episode I've ever made. <laughs> it's been awesome. Straight up, dude. Um, yeah, we didn't talk much by way of yoga, so I don't even know if this will make the Yoga Zara podcast, but this is definitely going on the Chris Zara show. Uh, we mentioned on the break of like, are you feeling like this is going to be a Duncan Trussell thing? And when I get the cameras, can we like dress up in outfits? I would love that more than oh, probably anything. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, everybody meet James. Um, Hello, everyone. If, uh, if they wanted to see what kind of shit you're into, uh, what would it be? Uh, like I've mentioned before, um, I am, uh, with another student of Chris's Griffin and Mm -hmm. yes, his name is actual Griffin and he was named because his mom was a hippie and (laughs) she was a Leo and the dad was a Scorpio and a Leo and a Scorpio is, is a Griffin. Great. And just so you know, a little mythical thing about what a Griffin represents, a Griffin shows up just like we were saying about the hero's journey. A Griffin is like the master Padawan. A Griffin shows up because it can fly and it's of, it's of the mind, but it's a lion, meaning it can be it, it it has to be able to ground its full power into the actual ground, meaning it has to be uh, uh, causal and effectual. So Charlemagne and a Griffin. 
<laughs> but what have come together. Yeah. So a Griffin. You guys are like, you guys have like a company or. Yes. And so uh, the Griffin is the holder of the armory. Okay. So the Griffin shows up with the sword when you need it the most. All right. Yes. And so it, it aids you on your journey. But anyway, nice. what we're doing together is that, which I mentioned before, we are spearheading AI development. We're learning oh. all things AI, uh, machine learning, crypto, all these things. Um, company? Uh, the company is Temple Logic. That's the R&D uh, house. Nice. Um, but uh, you're not going to find it. We're private. We're not trying uh, to get gotcha. exposed. But yeah. if you have a really badass idea that you think AI would be useful for, you know how to contact Chris. You can find me. Um, okay. I'm open to all comers. Um, I got I to be a middleman or is there like a direct that they have to you in some way? Nope. Nope. No? Nope. They, if what, it's about, good, what about Griffin? Nope, nope. You don't have a public face? Nope, I don't want to. If it's a good enough idea, you will find me. If it's powerful enough, you will find me. I am, uh, I'm a wizard in this stuff. We're doing powerful magic. Come find me. All right, bet. And if you know Chris, please, I've been trying to recruit him uh, in in every possible way. So tell him he needs to be part of this team. Thanks, Uh, man. You're a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to doing this next time. Um, The idea for what we dress up as, I got one condition. Okay. It's got to be something we can breathe. (laughs) <laughs> I've, heard, uh, I've heard them do some like crazy things and i'm like okay if we do this uh maybe next time like some like priestess or like some priest type shit some yes. blue type shit something yeah. something we have to be the care no i would i we need to be everybody's caricature of the san diego california <laughs> woo bs person okay we need to distill that okay that's the old shit that's Hell not yeah. the new shit there's some new warrior masculine power that's coming in here okay so, we're, uh, we're, we're coming we're coming for you when you see this guy's name on the episode uh, you know full well what we're getting into uh, this was a lot of fun for me and you have a good time fuck yeah let's I, mean, do it again. I, I listened to too many podcasts i've listened to almost every <laughs> joe rogan there is so I, i've definitely been uh, waiting for this moment yeah hell yeah man thanks a lot see you next time see ya <laughs>